This is Free Talk Live, and you can take control of the airwaves, dial in toll-free, and bring up anything you'd like at 800-259-9231. That is the SACL CAI toll-free line. It's 1-800-259-9231. You can join us on our website at freetalklive.com, and we give you the features on the site there completely free. Again, freetalklive.com. We'll jump right into your phone calls, and then I'll tell you about the epic 420 celebration that I went to today. Oh, my goodness. I'll give you the details. But first, uh, Tom is in New Hampshire. Tom, you're on Free Talk Live. Hello. Oh, I just wanted to let you know. I want to call up and brag. Mothers Against Drunk Driving is trying to shut down my websites. I heard about that. Yeah, they are taking my – they want to take the domain names uh, because they allege that those domain names uh, were – registered in bad faith and that those domains could be confused with their registered trademarks mm. I, don't, I don't know if i can mention any of those websites like on the air on your program but well why wouldn't uh, you be able to well you know it's called plugging i think but well, anyway go ahead plug one of the sites well, well if you go to maddpa.org that's mothers against drunk driving pennsylvania okay well uh, maddd org is Mothers Against Drunk Driving. Okay, so you've got a few different sites where there are state yeah. letters after uh, the, the word yeah. mad or the yeah. letters what, uh, mad. Yeah. And they're late. Right. So, but last night you were talking about some, you know, the taxes and the, uh, and the DEA thing, the whole prohibition war. I don't like to use their, quote, drug terminology mm-hmm. uh, because that word is so loaded. So it's really a war on our freedom, our right to make choices and be responsible, sure. sovereign beings, brother. Anyways, I like what you guys are doing. I've been thinking lately, wouldn't it be nice if on satellite radio we had some new, some new voice talking about things they don't want us to talk about? Anyways, two comments about last night in the DEA. One is that uh, to me it's really a matter of abuse and use, whether it's heroin, cocaine, uh, amphetamines, and all three of those things have really been demonized. But isn't, isn't it interesting that they're classified as, uh, uh, in, the, in the number two category as uh, dangerous substances or something because they do have bona fide medicinal uses, mm-hmm. so just yeah, like alcohol or anything else. And here's the other one, brother. Somebody called in last night and said, wouldn't it be something if we could actually go into a, a, a market or someplace and buy some, I think he said heroin tablets, which we used to be able to do. You could buy and a he, whole bottle of laudanum yeah. and heroin or whatever ex- well, whatever I, else you wanted to, and it wouldn't, huh. wouldn't be a problem. Exactly. And, and by the way, there's an interesting point the guys over at Law Enforcement Against Prohibition have made a number of times at Leap.cc. Leap, exactly. Yeah, where they, they've said that the number of people back in the day when you could just go and buy a bottle full of heroin, nobody bat an eye at it. The number of people that were addicts, like really bad off addicts, were approximately the same. Like as far as the percentage exactly. of the population was approximately the same uh, as it is today, even after all the prohibition and all. But of its I, the effects. most important part about that is that now, um, when you know you have this this population of addicts that really hasn't changed throughout the decades, no matter how much they ramp up the the war on drugs. You have these people who have to work so much harder to get their uh, their their fix, so they have to steal, prostitute exactly. themselves, or whatever sure. it is they have to do. They drive up crime. They drive up violent exactly. crime. Exactly. Gary, any other people thoughts? Are dr- 
people are pardon me drawn to dangerous activities, whether it's just you know jumping on bungee cords or whatever they do, yeah, you know, true. or smoking cigarettes. So, so there's a whole added forbidden element that they that they put on the, uh, the, this whole issue and make it even more complex and and uh, and and, and uh, confusing maybe, which which adds to their to their advantage. But uh, brother, look, we got to shed some light. Well, on their this advantage is going to change. That's for sure. If anything, if what I saw today is any indication, their advantage is not going to last much longer. And I thank you, by the way, for the call tonight. I appreciate hearing from you. Uh, tonight, or today, rather, this afternoon, I was in Concord, New Hampshire, at the State House uh, with approximately, I'm not very good at estimating crowds, I'd say at least 200 other people. Wow. Maybe upwards of 300, you know, if you go and you take everybody that's kind of in and out throughout the, the full hour or so that I was there. Just an hour and a half, I guess. It was just an incredible event. Uh, of course, it's 420 today. And for those that are not aware, 420 is kind of... I don't know if it's really code anymore, but it was code in the past. The idea uh, that people who are those who participate in the use of cannabis, uh, also known as marijuana, would use the term 420 is kind of a, a code that for a while probably was a secret. Uh, and now I think the word's out in a, a pretty big way. And 420 has kind of taken on, a, I, I guess, a life of its own. Uh, it is a huge celebration across the country. People are likely doing things that were similar to what we did in Concord today all over the place. And what happened today is uh, you know, a few hundred people gathered in the front steps of the State House in Concord, New Hampshire, and, well, they smoked pot. I'll tell you more about what happened. 800-259-9231. And the police did nothing. 1-800-259-9231. You can take control of the airwaves. Maybe you were out at one of these events across the country. You're certainly welcome to share your story. Maybe you're there right now, like you're on the West Coast or something. It's Free Talk Live. Hunting, shooting, camping, apparel, auto ATV, tactical gear, survival equipment. OutdoorBunker.com is your one-stop discount shop for all your outdoor survival needs. From scopes, holsters, and knives to backpacks, flashlights, sleeping bags, and more, OutdoorBunker.com features a massive selection at incredible prices. Orders over $100 get free shipping. FTL listeners, get the UTG Deluxe Universal Horizontal Shoulder Holster for only $9.95. I've got mine. Get yours at OutdoorBunker.com slash FTL now. This is Free Talk Live, and you can dial in toll-free and take control of the airwaves at 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. You can join us on our website at freetalklive.com, and we give you the features there completely free, so enjoy those on us. Again, that's freetalklive.com. Joining you this evening, it's Ian. And Wayne. And Mark. Uh, So, uh, by the way, some of those features on the site include news updates. You can get signed up, and we'll keep you in the loop. Whenever there's something you need to know about Free Talk Live, go to news.freetalklive.com to get signed up for those. That's news.freetalklive.com. You can follow email updates or Twitter, Facebook. So speaking of uh, Facebook, uh, it went out, the news went out, uh, I guess, several weeks back about this 420 celebration. That is uh, was going to happen and did happen today in Concord, New Hampshire, the State House lawn and on the front steps. And I went out, as did a number of other folks from Keene and people from... Maybe all across New England. I mean, there were people there, a huge crowd of people. Over 300 people had said they were attending on Facebook. So I think it's it's fair to guesstimate that there were at least 250 people uh, present. And it was a very successful event. It happened last year at the same time, the same place, 420 in the afternoon, on April 20th at the State House. 
Last year, the police did nothing more than look from the windows. There were some sheriffs that were in the windows of the state house, just kind of looking out. That's about Wasn't it. there a cop across the street? Yeah, yeah there was, was some cops a different across. Time? I think there was like a cop meeting of some sort across the street that they did nothing. They did nothing last time, and it was great. And this time they did nothing as well, which was also excellent, because it just goes to show that really success in the liberty world is about numbers. It's about getting people it is. together yeah. in the same place who are willing to stand up, take a little bit of risk. Because you, you take a little bit of risk and you spread that risk across everybody. You spread that risk across hundreds and thousands of people. And it's not really risky anymore. And so it was an incredible success today. Hundreds of people turned out on a day, by the way, where the weather wasn't exactly ideal. It was probably about 40 degrees. So it was cold. And there was some rain as we were driving in. Luckily, that led up so that it wasn't raining at the time uh, during the the festival, if you will, the uh, the celebration. And... Lots of people, they started out by the, the main drag there in downtown Concord and lots of sign waving, lots of signs, lots of different people out there. And everybody's completely friendly, except the one Republican guy that uh, that showed up. And, of course, a lot of Republicans were – let me be, let me be clear. A lot of the liberty-minded people were Republicans, Republicans and Democrats there in favor of legalizing. But there's one guy who was like – just out there on Front Street that he was a Republican, right? Like he was announcing it to the crowd that he was a Republican and he didn't appreciate this and that we're going to ruin the state. And, that, uh, <laughs> and the weird thing about this guy was that he was complaining on one hand, complaining uh, about how many people were in jail. But yet at the same time, he wants to put people in jail. Uh, that's what... It, he, he was so confused. Yeah, it doesn't wants, make any sense. He wants more people who are doing drugs to go to jail, but he's complaining about all the people that are in jail and all the money spent. I mean, from a fiscal conservative perspective, there's a way that you can sell ending the war on drugs. You can, sure is. If they're paying attention, and this guy was just... That's called cognitive attention. dissonance. Sure, sure. <laughs> and it, what you can do is you can explain to them that if they're fiscally conservative, then they shouldn't support the war on drugs because it's a huge waste of tax dollars. Mm. You know, I've heard a lot of people in, in the last year or two who I would consider socially conservative Republicans who actually have come out to me and said, you know, this war on drugs doesn't make any sense. They should legalize them. And I think yep. you're seeing more media pundits like Judge Napolitano and John Stossel and, and people like that starting to express these views on television. And people start thinking about it a little bit and saying, yeah, you know, that makes sense. And so I think I think the momentum is definitely swinging the other way now. Oh, absolutely. One of the things that changed this year uh, between last year and this was that this year people actually went inside the state house? That didn't really happen except for folks going to the bathroom, for instance, last year. Uh, but this year, you know, it was cold outside, so good excuse to uh, to go in. And you literally had 200 people or so walking around the inside of the state house. Can you imagine what those bureaucrats felt like? I mean, that as far as this, you know, this crowd of people that normally is not at the state house. Yeah. You know, these aren't your usual state house. They attendees. didn't have any really business there. Yeah, mm-hmm. just walking around and kind of poking their heads in offices. Hi, did you blow a shotgun to anybody? Blow what? <laughs> a oh, shotgun. A shotgun. <laughs> that's a that's a marijuana term for what? You, I guess you put a joint in your mouth in reverse and blow through it. Yeah, and you blow it at people in their face. And yeah. Stuff. Yeah. Anyway, no, that did know. not happen. Nobody smoked inside the state house. That would be just disrespect. To, just yeah. to point out, uh, not to say they deserve respect, um, but nobody nobody did light up inside the state house. And folks walked around in there. Then they came kind of back around to the front lobby area where the peaceful assembly choir decided to pass out some lyrics for their songs that were written by one of the activists that had moved up here. 
And I think five songs were sung. People all throughout this crowd. And by the way, we're talking majority people I don't recognize. Plenty of free staters there for sure. But the majority, the super majority of the crowd, folks from all across New Hampshire, I'd never seen them before in my life, most of them. And all kinds of folks had these young, young and old had these song sheets and they were singing along. It was essentially Christmas carol uh, parodies kind of written to written to lyrics of a of a liberty mindset. So there was one about Weed Claws. Okay. We talked about the Weed Weed Claws. Right. Exactly. <laughs> uh, actually hands off Weed Claws. Okay. And so <laughs> so we talked about Weed Claws last week. He was on trial for for growing some allegedly growing some marijuana. The jury in that case, lots of liberty activists came out and and showed up in support of him. And the jury in that case did not convict him of that charge. They were hung on that charge. They convicted him of a lower possession charge but weed claws was there today and so it was cool because he's standing up there and everybody's singing this you know hands off weed claws to the tune of uh, of jingle bells and it was just it was just incredible mm. i've never i've never experienced anything like that before so i'm so glad to be here i just like to say that uh new hampshire is awesome the new hampshire activists up here just continue to just blow me out of the water with with what is becoming possible what is possible now and what is coming next we're just on the cusp of this movement. Let me make sure we're clear on this. Yeah, that's the <laughs> that's the thing that um you know that that makes me know that it's going to happen. There were what maybe maybe a thousand movers. The website says a nine hundred. There are probably a few that uh, it's fair to estimate that, that I think that, yeah. that are probably probably above that, but I don't know. And these a thousand folks, participants because they're not all movers. There were a few hundred of them yep, that uh, were here already. It's true. Uh, before the beginning of the Free State. Project. And this is and we've seen huge steps uh, forward in in the uh, the area of legislation and i guess you guys are having some uh, civil disobedience uh, you know steps i mean clearly if you had hundreds of people on the state house lawn today you know nobody could really argue with that and nobody got arrested i mean that's, nobody yeah. that's it's some kind of victory um one can i claim. think those cops are really glad uh, they didn't have to arrest anybody like they probably would have if somebody had lit up in the in the state house i think odds are good an arrest would have been mm-hmm. made there yeah. um, but I, I think those guys were really relieved that they could just kind of hang back and not have to deal with a crowd of 200 uh, people who want change yeah and you know people are th- people are moving all the time. Got another couple that's uh, that, that I'm meeting for coffee uh, this weekend. Somebody's coming to visit tomorrow, I think. And yeah, people I'm, are planning to move this summer, and it's happening all the time. People so, are moving, and so by, by the way, we're, we can come back and talk more about what happened. But uh, porkfest.com, you can go there and come on up to New Hampshire. Join us for the Porcupine Freedom Festival. It's June 20th through the 26th. Free Talk Live will be broadcasting live. It's going to be happening at Rogers Campground in the beautiful White Mountains of New Hampshire. You'll be surrounded by hundreds of other like-minded, liberty-oriented people with all kinds of things to do. Of course, the usual camping uh, fun stuff like campfires and such and socializing and gatherings and live performances, music, uh, karaoke, family fun, agorism in action. Go to porkfest.com, P-O-R-C-F-E-S-T.com to get registered there and use our discount code, which is Free Talk Live. Use the discount code to save yourself 20%. Now, Free Talk Live, by the way, without any spaces. So just run all those words together and use that code to save 20% at porkfest.com, P-O-R-C-F-E-S-T. More about today's 420 celebration. And if you've got an experience from your 420 today, please share it. 800-259-9231. This is Free Talk Live. Hi, I'm Mark Craighead, founder of Crossbreed Holsters. Are you looking for a concealed carry holster? Crossbreed Holsters is the home of the world-famous Super Tuck, the most comfortable concealed carry holster on the market today. Try one out and see how truly discreet and comfortable carrying concealed can be. And find out why we call it the ugliest holster you'll ever love. We are the standard others try to imitate. Get the original. Get your Super Tuck at CrossbreedHolsters.com. 
Again, that's crossbreedholsters.com. This is Free Talk Live. You can dial in toll-free and bring up anything you want. 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. Join us on our website at freetalklive.com. We give you the features there for free. Oh, what was that? What is Oh, it's on looping. <laughs> I was only supposed to go once. <laughs> Anyway, freetalklive.com, you can go there and get interactive in various different ways with our listeners. There's the bulletin board system there, bbs.freetalklive.com. We'll get you there. That's bbs.freetalklive.com. It's essentially the uh, the message board for Free Talk Live listeners. If you have a company that needs to try something new in the area of collections, SACL CAI does collections, early out billing, and they purchase charged off receivables. I was just talking to the principal, Jason Osborne, uh, today. He uh, runs the show, big proponent of liberty, big proponent of uh, a low-carb diet. I'm going to go over to Meatster. Meatster. Yeah, he's calling Easter Meatster yeah. over at his house. <laughs> and uh, the kids are going to you know, hunt for – well, I guess they're not going to hunt for candy. They're going to hunt for like trinkets and uh, oh, eggs that's fun. and things. Yeah. So uh, go to Sakels, uh, Go to the banner at freetalklive.com. It's, uh, Sakels is the top on the right-hand side of the page. So just an epic day at the New Hampshire State House today, and it's not. there was no politics that was going on there. It was around 3.30 in the afternoon when things kind of got started up. I would say there were at least probably 150 people there right out the gate at, at three, around 3, 3.30. It kind of grew uh, maybe to about 250 people peak at around 4.20 in the afternoon when the festivities officially started, although there was, I think, some smoking prior to uh, 4.20 as well. And, of course, um, thank goodness I brought the megaphone out, too, because it was, oh, the thank only, goodness. it was the only one on site. And Rich Paul, he's kind of the guy who really got the ball rolling on the 4.20 celebrations up here, because back in 2009, they were happening every single day in Keene in, in the fall in Keene, New Hampshire, which is where we do this show. And it was Rich that kind of got that thing going, and he, he always does has love a, does love a blowhorn. Well, and he has a catchphrase that he yells <laughs> when he uh, w- when it's four twenty. Uh, so you know, smoke them if you got them. And there's some, I, I, what does he say? Like uh, we smoke these in remembrance of lost liberties and hopes of a day when the government will essentially fear the people. So here's a little uh, for our homies. Yeah, you know, smoke them if you got them. And so he uh, he doesn't say homies. No, Mark, kidding. you haven't been out to enough of You're these, right. clearly. I, 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 what? I don't go out to this stuff. I've, <laughs> I've gone and, and taken a look from a uh, sort of press standpoint, but this is not <laughs> my thing. But it, uh, it was great, and everybody had a good time. In fact, there was a lot of chalking that went on today. Some, uh, some folks brought out the chalk, and people were chalking all kinds of interesting messages everywhere. Um, mostly on the ground, but then later the chalking ended up extending to the front columns of the state house, oh, and it really Ooh. was excellent. Yeah, all kinds of chalk messages. Uh, you know, pot leaf was up there as well, and of course there are plenty of photos that were taken, lots of videos. So I'm sure some of the photos and video will show up uh, over at freekeen.com at some point. So stay tuned over there to to get I guess a glimpse of what happened if you weren't able to if you weren't able to make it up for this. But just incredible to see just the People come together, and everybody was peaceful, you know, even as they were walking through the state house. They were putting chalk all over uh, public property. Well, it's their property. They paid for it. They should be able to chalk it, don't you think? I, I, I have no comment. It's an, what, you don't have an opinion? I, you know, you're a talk I, show host. You're supposed to have a damn opinion. I think that the chalking thing uh, creates a certain amount of uh, animosity towards uh, the liberty movement or the yeah. people who are doing the chalking at the very Yeah, the least. guy that has to wash it off probably won't appreciate that. Yeah. But, you know, hey, it gives him something to do. He's probably normally just sitting around I'm sure he loves eating donuts. That. The yeah. rain might take care of it, too. Well, that's Not just, on the columns. But they don't. Yeah, sure it would. Sure it would. It will rain on the columns just like it will on anywhere the front. else. 
Uh, in front of the but, columns. Right, yeah, it was on the pretty much on the front of the columns from what I could see. That way people could see it from the outside of the building. And so just incredible, just great uh, folks out there today. Uh, also, there was one instance with the chalking. Before it went up even on the side of the building, they were kind of chalking the entry walkway that was – well, as you walk up kind of this garden area toward the state house. And I guess at some point, some security guard. Now, there were sheriffs on site and there's also white shirted security guards as well. And so the security guard comes up and I wasn't there when he approached, but he apparently comes up and tells everybody they can't be doing this and that he's calling the, sh- the sheriffs. No chalking. Go away. And so, of course, everybody, I think Heike was there. She just continued chalking. It was no problem. And so people just kept kept chalking, and he he was kind of standing there, and that's when I came over and I started asking him questions. It was it was so, it was so great uh, because just a little bit of confidence can go a long way when it comes to these bureaucrats. They're used to being able to just throw around orders at you and having you follow whatever it is that they tell you to do. And when that stops, when that breaks down, they don't know how to handle it. And so I approached this guy, and I the first thing I said to him was something to the effect of, and this is all in video, something to the effect of, did you call the police? And he, you know, he didn't seem to know what to say to that, and I kept asking him, you know, why, why would you do something like that? You know, it's just kind of implying that, what are you talking about calling the police? These people are chalking. I didn't say that. I just kept asking, were, were you the one that called the police? He was like, yes, I blah, 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 blah. Anyway, so he just kind of backed away. He slinked off as I was asking him these series of questions. Like, why would you do something like that? And he's like, well, the police are on their way. And he kind of just slinked away at that point. And, of course, they didn't show up. The police, well, well this is an interesting moment. Because usually when the police get a phone call, if they come to harass somebody like doing a 420 celebration, they'll make the excuse of, well, somebody called in a complaint. And we have to respond when someone yeah, calls in a complaint. That's interesting, yeah. So here in this case, you have a government bureaucrat. Normally, they're going to come when a bureaucrat calls in a complaint. But in this case, not one cop came over to that area where that chalking was going on. That dude slinked away. It was the last, you know, he kind of went back to wherever his buddies were in the state house. And, and that was the only issue that they, uh, they had with the chalking that day. Was just got the guy back down completely. And yeah, the sheriff you know, never showed up. This is what they do say: is they say that uh, you know a complaint has been made, and so they have to respond to the complaint. Clearly, they don't. But um, you know, when there's hundreds and hundreds of people out there, what are they going to do? Really, what are they going to do? So one of the few parts that I thought unfortunately broke down uh, was when everybody went upstairs in the state house. At this point, uh, it was Weeda Claus that kind of suggested, I think, that uh, folks go up and visit the governor. It was governor's office was still open, apparently. So folks kind of went upstairs and hundreds of people went up the stairs of the state house and walked by the governor's office. People went in and I think somebody said they thought they saw him kind of escaping down the hallway or something like that. And it kind of threw off the balance and people didn't really push as far as they might have been able to by, say, filling the governor's office. It was more folks were just out in the in the kind of the hallway outside. So I think that there's some there's certainly some room to grow here. I think that, uh, you know, maybe next time uh, people could actually go into the governor's office and. You know, do whatever comes naturally uh, while they're in the singing. governor's office. Yeah, well, that was the intention, was to go up and sing another song. So they'd sung five songs down on the first floor, and then the idea was to go and sing. So they were uh, singing inside the state house. Oh, you, if, if I didn't make that clear? Yeah. I thought, I thought we were talking about singing outside on the state house no, lawn. No, 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 no. I'm sorry if I didn't make that clear. No, it was after everybody had kind of walked <laughs> around inside the state house, the whole first floor. <laughs> they walked around the, the whole first floor of the state house, and then the Peaceful Assembly Choir from Grafton, they were handing out these uh, song sheets the entire time Do they have a website uh, to people oh boy nhjury.com is uh, is a site and of course cdevolution.org but i don't 
I mean, obviously, there's freegrafton.com. That might be what they would give you. But, uh, you know, great parody songs. And so people stopped in the front foyer of the, or the foyer, if you will, of the... I prefer vestibule. The, the vest, well, Go I don't ahead. know if it really qualifies as a vestibule. But nonetheless, um, they... Bobby. Literally, literally, you had 100-plus people in the lobby of this building, the State House, singing songs. And it was just great. So much uh, – there was, of course, video footage. So, again, this will all come out. But I was so impressed. <laughs> As you can tell, uh, was, it was a great time. And it's going to happen again July 4th uh, at the, uh, the Concord State House. It will be happening on 420 on July 4th, as I understand it. And also, again, on November 5th. Remember, remember the 5th of November. So we'll be celebrating that with another 420 celebration. So still two more uh, to come here this year and just overall – uh, an incredibly successful time. So thanks to everybody who came out. We'd love to hear from you. Maybe you went out today because certainly this stuff doesn't just happen in New Hampshire. There are massive smokeouts and celebrations of personal freedom, the freedom of you to own your own body, to control yourself. These celebrations are going on across the country. So maybe you've got some experience with one of them. Maybe you were out there today. Uh, excuse me, the eight, uh, 800 number here, 800-259-9231. That's 1-800-259-9231. You can, of course, uh, take control of these airwaves and bring up anything you like. This is Free Talk Live on the 420 uh, edition of the program. Here. What's that noise, Martha? Yeah, exactly. So we're going to continue here in a moment. Of course, we will take your calls about absolutely anything. Uh, once again, 800-259-9231. And I don't know where the board op is with the music, but it should be there any moment. We can make our own. Yeah. So yeah, more coming up today. Here, this, uh, this of course, uh, Free Talk Live, nailed to the clock. That's how we do this show. And normally there's some lovely metal music playing right now. I've started playing a new online game. It's called Mine Things. It's a free online mining game created by a free stater. It's all in your browser. There's nothing weird to download. Your little mining robot guy can mine for you 24-7. You don't even need to be logged in. You compete with other players for resources and a capitalist economy. The virtually mined gold demonstrates the concept of sound money and is exchanged between players tax-free. They even accept bitcoins. Go to MineThings.com and start mining today. It's free. MineThings.com. Talk Live. You can take control of the airwaves and bring up anything. The number is 800-259-9231. That is the SACL CAI toll-free line. Technical difficulties interrupted our last segment, but I'm pretty sure I got most of what was important out over the radio waves. Uh, our internet listeners were, were not disconnected, I don't think, at any point. Uh, but essentially just kind of wrapped up the discussion of what happened at the State House in Concord today. Just an incredibly successful thing. We pointed out that there were songs sung by a crowd of over 100 people in the lobby of the State House. People there were more than 200 on the state lawn. Yeah, well, absolutely. It was just an incredible turnout. Uh, lots of uh, great chalking went on as well. And I'm sure they'll be out there bright and early tomorrow morning uh, washing that chalk off. So I, I don't know how much news media was present. I, I wasn't really clear. There certainly seemed to be one guy with a really nice camera. He kind of had a news photographer appearance uh, to him. And I heard that there was another news lady of some sort, maybe from a newspaper out there. So we'll see what the actual mainstream media pickup is on this particular event. But just overall, incredibly successful. Was going to invite you as well. Perhaps you are... Uh, somebody who went out to one of these 420 celebrations, and in fact, on the West Coast, because uh, we start the show at 7 o'clock Eastern time, so on the, the West Coast, uh, about uh, 
30 minutes ago, it was 420 then. So maybe you are still out and about or just returning home. Uh, certainly welcome to give us your experiences with what went on today. Because even though these sorts of uh, celebrations are going on across the country, that doesn't mean that the cops haven't messed with some of them. In some places... They don't have, I guess, it's not as easy as it is here in New Hampshire or as it can be here in New Hampshire. In some places, you do have the police who are willing to crack down even on a, a crowd of people that are just enjoying themselves peacefully. And I think that's that's unfortunate. It needs to stop. And one of the things that can help that stop is folks no longer taking the plea deal. Uh, this is something that I t- uh, had addressed the crowd today. I mentioned the megaphone was out there and a number of folks kind of passed it around and had a few things to say. Um, and at one point I did talk about don't you know the don't take the plea deal flyer, which I had brought to this particular event. Uh, there was also Porcupine Freedom Festival flyers that were being handed out all over, all over the place. And uh, the don't take the plea deal flyer was incredibly well received. You know, normally on uh, what we do with the don't take the plea deal flyer is we do it every single morning, uh, Monday through Wednesday. Here in Keene, New Hampshire, at the district court. So we, we're handing them to the people who have been aggressed against. They're people that, in most cases, are there for nonsense like carrying a plant or something else like that. And so we're getting those into their hands. And, you know, we're mostly successful when it's district court time. But the pressure's on for folks then. You know, it's, a, sure. it's tough going to court. It's nerve-wracking in many cases. Unless you're old hat at it like some of the activists around here. Uh, but for most people, they'd rather be anywhere else, and so would I, frankly. But we've got to be there because they're aggressing against people, and they need to be informed and enlightened to the idea of not taking a plea deal. But in this particular case, you've got a crowd full of people that has nothing better to do than stand around. They're there to stand around, hold signs, and enjoy themselves and smoke a little pot. And uh, so they were very, very receptive. I mean, I didn't have a problem at all handing these uh, these don't take the plea deal uh, trifolds out. And if you haven't seen them, you can go to tools.freekeen.com. You can actually download a PDF of it and you can send that to your favorite printer. You can actually add your own sticker or stamp or graphic uh, to the back of it if you if you would like. Because it's, it's a national thing. This is not just a Keene, New Hampshire or a New Hampshire thing. It's There is one for New Hampshire, but there's also one that's been designed uh, for national use. Yeah, the, nas- the, 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 plea, the plea deal on a national basis is really a miscarriage of justice. Yeah. If, in fact, um, you know, the only people that a plea deal helps, if somebody is, in fact, guilty, then don't you want them to get the sentence that they're supposed to get? If somebody is innocent, well, then the the plea deal makes it so that you know you give them this low road to take a, a, a cri- take a plea for a crime that they didn't commit mm-hmm. because they're Just scared of the end. system, they're poor or whatever. Yeah. The only people that this helps is prosecutors, whom we pay to prosecute cases, and guilty people. And the prosecutors love to pad their career with all these convictions and uh, the war on drugs, the war against crime. And then they run for office a few years later, touting all these statistics of of all these innocent people they put away. And, you know, I've got a friend right now that's in this situation. I actually gave him one of your flyers, Ian, because Mm -hmm. he was pretty much set up. And uh, by somebody who kept pestering him and pestering him to sell him painkillers. Oh, jeez! And he kept saying no, 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 and the guy kept coming back. And it was a cop. Uh, no, it wasn't a cop. It was An somebody informant? he knew. But but this informant actually must have been compromised by the cops because he was in trouble. He mm, says you yep. need to go after this guy Find because we, we want to get him. So they wired him, and they finally got him to say yes. Oh no! But actually, as it turns out, the recording was so muffled that it's inadmissible. And, and if he'd taken a plea deal on something like that, then he would have ended up having to pay some fine when they may not have been able to even convict him. When you don't take the plea deal, it forces them to show their hand. They have to – you go to trial. 
They'll have to make a case. If you take the plea deal, they don't have to make a case. So I explain these things to the crowd as brief as possible and encourage them if they hadn't gotten a flyer yet from me because I pretty much hit up the whole the whole crowd. But obviously, people are coming in that I may not notice uh, at a certain point. And wow, just you know, all kinds of uh, great information got into people's hands. It was neat when I was passing them out too because some people would say something like, "I didn't," and uh, it was really great because already some people get it. Like they're not just gonna bend over uh, for the state and people. We're talking about it, you know, not taking the plea deal. And, you know, they can crack down as much as they want on the liberty lovers up here. But one thing they can't do, they can put a bunch of us in a cage. They can't make they cannot make government efficient. And they it's can't not possible. kill the idea. This is one of the points that uh, is made in V for Vendetta. And it is sure. Yeah, he uses violence and I don't support that. But <laughs> this is a peaceful evolution and they can't kill the ideas. And the ideas are so good. The ideas of liberty are so catchy. They make sense. They're moral. They're right. They're the, the right thing to do. And so you put these ideas out into people's heads and it's in whatever method you can, whether it be through some sort of a flyer or getting them turned on to Free Talk Live or LRN.FM or some other great liberty-oriented uh, television programming. Like we've got the, you know, the Adam, Adam Kokesh show now on RT. You've got John Stossel and Andrew Napolitano uh, as watch. on business or excuse, yeah, Fox Business. Mm-hmm. And the more the better, man. Getting these ideas into people's heads, that's what's going to uh, to change things. And you can tell that it's already happening uh, here in New Hampshire. Around the rest of the country, there are going to be things that have happened today, and there are going to be successes that have happened today as far as in the marijuana field. People, are, I'm sure, have gone out to uh, various different celebrations today. We haven't heard from anybody yet, but that doesn't mean they aren't going on or still actually going on. By the time we left, there were still – when we left at 5.30 to get back to Keene, it was an hour-plus drive back, there were still over 150 people that were there. You know, Ian, what I really admire about you two guys is that you don't look at other liberty-loving people starting shows as competition. You look at, at them as complimenting what you're doing, which I think is terrific. Well, yeah, you're right about that. And the reason why, yeah, it is competition to some extent. Obviously, you only have so many hours in a week that you can dedicate to listening to something like Liberty Oriented. And clearly, there's a lot of hours to Free Talk Live. I mean, we do this show 18 hours a week, and then there's our Sunday show, the, the co-host host, 21. for another three hours there. And, you know, you add to that all these other shows out there. The idea that I had, uh, Wayne, and I created LRN.FM as a, as a way to showcase some of these other liberty-oriented audio programs. And the reason was because I understand a free talk live isn't right for everybody. Somebody's going to want something more cerebral. Somebody's going to want more of a thinker kind of show like, you know, Stefan Molyneux and, and Free Domain Radio, more of a philosophy-based uh, program. Somebody's going to want something less cerebral like Wheels Off Liberty. Uh, you know, a couple of, <laughs> of chucklehead rednecks uh, hosting a show about liberty out of Oklahoma. I mean, the guy was chasing a tornado the other day and ended up in the hospital. I don't know what he was doing. I don't know how drunk he was or, or what, but... You know, so there's any of those things is possible. Yeah, there's different messengers, and exactly. people tend to gravitate to one messenger or another. Sometimes you'll outgrow one messenger and move on to totally. another one too. Well, and we've had people who just you know they've free talk live burned down on them. They they left us and they went somewhere else, and then a couple of years they came they back. Come and back, they always come back. They always come back. Yeah, <laughs> I, don't, I don't know if they always do. But yeah, they can, so some happened. come back, some keep coming back. <laughs> so yeah, you know the idea is to have as many different venues out there for this uh, this this idea these. Concepts. Concepts. The idea that if you want to be free, you have to allow other people to be free as well. That Republican, that angry Republican today, again, there were plenty of pot-friendly Republicans there, mm-hmm. but the angry Republican there today, uh, good luck, buddy. 
you're the only guy that said anything today. Of all the people that were around at the state house that I encountered that I was aware of, he was the only vocal person who was like speaking out against what was going on. I mean, you're a dinosaur, dude. Get with the get with the times and stop advocating aggression. Well, he, against, he said he wasn't even coherent against peaceful people. Well, he thought he was being coherent. He was towing the Republican Party line, and you know they're anti-drug, and it needs to stop. Drugs need to stop, and all drugs are bad. And I'm not sure you know. the Republican Party line is all need all drugs need to not here in New Hampshire. It's not. I can tell no, you that not here in the New state Hampshire. platform has been voted on, and I bet you, I'll bet you anything, it's not on there. Well, some Republicans think that the legalization of pot is kind of a, a liberal, liberal Democrat issue, so they mm-hmm. snap right into the polarization and the right-left paradigm in lockstep, and and obviously explain the illogic of his position on spending, and yet he's against or he's for the drug war. That doesn't really make any sense. And, and maybe pointing that out no. to him, which I think you all did, might get the wheels turning. And people don't just flip a switch and change their minds. It happens over time. Yeah. So, more coming up here. Uh, hour number two is on the way. Mark, you're going to tell us about some uh, international news out of Afghanistan. Protesters have been fired upon uh, by the police out there, and thankfully that didn't happen today in Concord. 800-259-9231. It was an incredibly peaceful rally. Pot was smoked. Good times were had. Guitars were played. Songs were sung. And the state <laughs> backed down. I love it when that happens. 1-800-259-9231. This is Free Talk Live. And now it's time for Letty's Easter Countdown, the part of the radio show where Letty comes out and counts down. Four days left till Easter. The grass is not always greener in someone else's basket. This has been Letty's Easter Countdown. Tune in tomorrow for another Easter message. VeggieTales presents Twas the Night Before Easter. Get ready to celebrate the season and discover what helping others is really all about. I've been working on an Easter-themed musical. Up with bunnies. We need a star. Cassie Kasava. She's big time. It's an all-new Easter adventure full of bunnies, music, and love. Featuring American Idol finalist Melinda Doolittle as Cassie. Helping one another. Veggie Tales was the night before Easter. Available at Walmart, Family Christian stores, and retailers everywhere. Own it today on DVD. is Free Talk Live. You can dial in toll-free and bring up anything you'd like at 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. Join us on our website at freetalklive.com and enjoy the features you'll find there completely free. Once again, that's freetalklive.com. You can actually control the content of the website. You find something online that you want to share. Maybe there's some great video footage from a 420 celebration today and you want to share that with our listeners. You could go and put that in uh, on our website under the Submit Show Prep uh, page and then other listeners will see it and they'll decide whether they like or dislike and the most liked will make it to the front page and the top of the website over at freetalklive.com uh, for those of you just tuning in it is the 420 uh, special edition of free talk live special edition uh, you know it was a special day today uh, for those of you that uh, were not here uh, we had an amazing 420 celebration out at the state house in concord new hampshire 
and I'm sure video footage will be up at some point over at freekeen.com. Also, may show up over at uh, Free Concord. I think there's freeconcord.org. They were obviously pretty heavily present there uh, today, and I think that's great. It's nice to see some other folks getting out there and putting out liberty-oriented blogs out here in New Hampshire to kind of let people know what's going on in, in different areas. So we're going to take your phone calls about whatever you want, and then there's some international news coming up that, Mark, you're going to share with us. But first, we go to Hotline Calling in New York. You're on Free Talk Live. Hello, Hotline. Hey, thank you guys for taking my call. Thanks. Uh, it sounds like you do have a good group of individuals there who like to go out and protest for in- important things. That's uh, true. Not only protest, I think, is important, but what locally are individuals doing on the township basis of perhaps running for local offices? And That's happening. Basically, get on those uh, school boards, get on the, the town councils, etc., to really to really make an impact. Not only protests, which are fantastic, but also to run for elected office. Well, yeah. I would say with the, within the Free State Project, if you want to use that uh, that that organization of which uh, Ian and I are, are participants, um, they have uh, probably I, I you know I'm going out of limb. Certainly, I would say that there's a half dozen people on different uh, town councils, but maybe as many as uh, a dozen if you started just including people that are affiliated as uh, liberty oriented folks. There are a dozen people in the state house, and um, is it the one, organizer of the Liberty Forum, Chris Lawless? Isn't he on a town council? Yep, he certainly so, is. Yeah, he's on a select board. Yeah. I think he still is too, isn't he? I, I as far as I know, he is. Yep. Yeah, so that's definitely happening here. So what you've got happening here in New Hampshire is a liberty movement that is so it's such wide spectrum. It car- it carries all of the activism types you can imagine within it. At least all that I've been able to uh, to think up thus far. I mean, I don't know if there's something else out there that we haven't seen yet. I'm sure there is. Um, and as as this movement continues to become more popular and more hundreds and hundreds more people move here to New Hampshire as part of the Free State Project, we'll start to see things that are even more mind blowing. I mean, the idea that we're having a few hundred people smoking pot out in front of the state house is just incredible to me. I mean, that never would have. That never would have happened in Florida that it, I can ever be possibly think that it would. You know, sometimes I envision myself uh, living in my home state of Connecticut again, and I think, you know, I would bang my head against the wall. I was talking to a friend the other day, and he was saying that he's thinking about going to Massachusetts to get a break. <laughs> From Connecticut? <laughs> yeah. He said things in Connecticut are so bad. Jeez. So, Hotline, well, uh, here your in thoughts? New York, here in New York, too, it's crazy. Uh, I tell you, the taxes, property taxes are going up, mismanagement of money. Uh, a lot of social programs are not working. Even my county government in Rockland County, New York, 30 miles north of New York City, have voted entitlements to non, not-for-profit groups. So all these not-for-profit groups are supporting candidates, and they have a huge sway in the political end of things, and huh. it's just not right. Whoever has the money gets the talk. Mm-hmm. That much is true. That's in some politics. of these public sector unions, most of the dues they get go to political activities. That's right. Anything else you want to share tonight, Hotline? No, thank you very much for for taking the call. Have a great show. Yeah, you too. Thanks for the call. Appreciate hearing from you. Well, I I don't know if you have a show, but thanks for uh, for calling in. (laughs) 800-259-9231. That is the SACL CAI toll-free line. Of course, you can bring up anything that you want. It is 420, and that means that there are likely celebrations going on all across uh, the country as we speak. People celebrating their independence, uh, their their ability to control their own body. And that's really what this issue is about. I mean, it's about you owning you. And the idea that anyone would be able to tell you otherwise and not be just laughed at for saying something like that. It's just so 
so awful. It's a sad indictment upon uh, the, the current state of freedom in America. Yeah. And, and one of the things that's going to change this, I agree with the caller that there, there also needs to be political action. And there is. Thank goodness. You know, there are people that are doing the political thing. Uh, the guy from the New Hampshire Coalition from Common Sense, Kirk McNeil, the gentleman who runs that organization, which is a, an organization dedicated to reforming the government's marijuana laws here in New Hampshire. He was there in a suit and tie today. And there was at least one pinned representative who was kind of milling about through the crowd. I don't know. Like he had a pin on that said that he was a representative. And I don't know who he was, but he was kind of milling about and talking to people as well. Uh, so, you know, things are moving in the right direction. There's a medical marijuana bill that is, I think, going to be voted on in the Senate. I don't know if that has occurred yet or It's already not. passed the House. It has passed the House. It passed the House last year as well. And so, you know, we're, we're moving on and moving up. And I think things are going in the right direction. Of course, you're certainly welcome to bring up anything you'd like here at 800-259-9231. Let's go to some other news, Mark, and go across the world and see what protests are like in other places. Because it's not so great there. Yeah, it hasn't. Uh, well, you know, the places that... That the United States government has puppet uh, puppet governments in place. This is from PressTV.ir. Separate militant attacks and violent incidents have killed several people in various parts of Afghanistan as the uh, security situation continues to deteriorate in the country. A bomb explosion killed at least six police officers in Afghanistan's uh, uh, Ghanzi pro- uh, pr- province. Um, but this one actually, let's see here. I'm trying to find the the portion where the oh, at least one person was killed and over a dozen a dozen others were wounded in clashes between protesters and security forces in the Parwa province. Police say the clashes broke out after armed men in the crowd had start had started shooting. Oh man! Protesters were angry and at at the arrest of three religious leaders by NATO forces on Sunday. Resentment has been building in Afghanistan against U.S. led forces for years. Afghans blame NATO troops for killing and mistreating civilians. Certainly there are cases where Taliban are are killing and mistreating people. But the fact is that the NATO troops, the U.S. troops are getting the blame for it over there. And you can imagine what you'd feel like if there was some foreign power that was occupying this country. Well, now we've we've heard the stories about U.N. troops, for instance. I mean, these U.N. blue helmeted U.N. troops, they come in from countries all around and they are not from the country in which they are placed. And so you take a bunch of strange men you you know keep them away from any kind of women and you you put them in this place in this awful place in these awful conditions these awful men uh, begin doing things like raping children awful, awful things and yeah. uh, and raping women and it's just horrifying and they're covered up there's nothing that is done to, uh, to sadly stop this. rape has been the purview of militaries and armies uh, throughout millennia when you give guys this sort of ultimate power of life and death over their fellow man or woman. What are they going to do? And they're all the more disconnected, too, because they're not from around there. Right. That's, not to say the... that, that's not to say that if it wasn't the occupying army of the country that they wouldn't do raping and pillaging. But it's more likely that they're going to do it if they're, they don't have any relatives around that might uh, see them or, or find agree, out yeah. about it. So it's just it wouldn't surprise me if these NATO troops were behaving the same way as the U.N. troops have done. That the peacekeepers. It's documented. I don't think that uh, th- that's the UN peacekeepers as opposed to, to NATO. I, you know, I don't know. I hope that those soldiers there are of a higher caliber. But you can you can imagine the fact is that innocent people are being killed. Um, innocent yeah. people in Afghanistan are being killed, and there's no no one would deny that. They'll they'll say, oh, it's collateral damage. But you know, 
collateral damage is is a is a fine term when it's seven thousand miles away, but when it's your mom or your next door neighbor that's killed, suddenly it's not collateral damage anymore. Then it's murder, and then that's when the hate begins to bubble up. And the question you have to ask for every one Taliban you kill, how many Al-Qaeda do you create? Mm-hmm. These these terms aren't interchangeable, by the way. The, the State Department had estimated that there are dozens of Al-Qaeda in Afghanistan. I'm going to repeat that. The State Department said there were dozens of Al-Qaeda in Afghanistan. Really? You've got the 150,000 U.S. troops in Afghanistan for dozens? Well, how many people that are connected to the folks that have been murdered over there by U.S. troops and NATO troops or whoever, how many people connected to them have had their lives affected? I mean, that's, you want to ask the question, how many could become terrorists? How many children does a guy have that got murdered? Yep. You know, what are they going to dedicate their lives to? Mm-hmm. 1-800- it isn't going to be helping the U.S. Yeah, 1-800-259-9231, Afghanistan, 420. You can talk about whatever you want. It's Free Talk Live. The Ruger LC9, compact, powerful, and perfect for personal protection. The LC9 is only slightly larger than the popular Ruger LCP, features a checkered grip frame to provide a secure and comfortable grip, and includes a finger grip extension floor plate. The LC9 also has a dovetailed high-visibility three-dot sight system, blued alloy steel barrel, manual safety, and loaded chamber indicator. The LC9, another innovative American-made product from Ruger. Learn more about the Ruger LC9 at ruger.com LC9. This is Free Talk Live, and you can bring up anything you want. Dial in toll-free and take control of the airwaves at 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. 1-800-259-9231. You can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. We give you the features for free, so enjoy those features, including live streams. We've got a broadband and dial-up version of the show. You can go and listen at listen.freetalklive.com. Not only to streams, but also we'll link you over to our great radio stations, 95 stations across the country that carry the show at various times throughout the week. Of course, satellite radio as well, XM. We are there as well as our free-to-air satellite channel webcam that you can watch and listen to as well as the listen lines that allow you to call from any phone that can dial long distance and listen that way. So go to listen.freetalklive.com to learn more. Wayne, what's uh, what, what gold hit today? 1,500 and maybe six or seven. What silver hit? 45. Jeez. It just keeps going up. Look, it's not like we That's didn't tell you. That's 50% since I bought my last batch of silver, and that was this year, I think. I bought it like 30. It just wasn't long ago. I, you know, it's not like it's going to stop, 50%. folks. It's going to keep going up. And the dollar's going down. Yep. The dollar has, what, the treasury bonds or treasury bills have just been degraded uh, by the Standard & Poor's. Yes. They're now they're now calling it a, you know, the United States more risky than it was previously. No longer a AAA rating on U.S. bonds. Yeah, that's real pleasant, folks. And in uh, the past, yeah, the, US the dollars bonds, you're earning are crap. Yeah, the U.S. bonds in the past have always been the safe haven when the duty hit the fan somewhere around the world where people would put their money. But now treasuries are no longer seen as a safe haven and on top of that you have someone like standard and poor's degrading treasuries officially even though the marketplace has been degrading them unofficially for a long time if you want your money to hold value even increase in value gold and silver is the place to do it right now that's where mine is Ian, sure is that where like yours it. is yeah that's where well i mean Wayne. that's where I wish I had more in it, but... Yeah, right. Yeah. I mean, I wish I did, too, but I just, I, you know, I mean, you got to live, too, right? Yeah, you do. You still have to use those darn Federal Reserve notes for some things. Yep. So don't go all in and like buy all kinds... You know, don't spend all your money on gold and silver, but you if you've got what? money to spend invest... Spend all your money on gold and silver and scrimp for a month, and then you'll get some more money from your job, and then you can live on that. I think it... I, I've got all my savings in it. Really? Wow. Now, I wouldn't borrow money to buy it. 
and, and no. I haven't bought in a while because I haven't had the money to do it. But you know, I there's think, no guarantee. You know, yeah. it has Nothing's been going up. It could life. drop. You know, it could drop again. To well, there'll 30. be there's corrections. <laughs> doesn't, doesn't seem likely, man. Nothing, nothing goes though, straight up, but yeah. there, and there could be a correction. But it's still, the the long term trend, I think, is up. Oh, I think so. I think so. So go to silver.freetalklive.com and you can order some gold and silver there. Yeah. There's even like. a plan there if you use the telephone number at silver.freetalklive.com. You can do layaway. They'll re- Midas Resources, the ones handling it for us, will um will in fact freeze it. At the price that it is today, so you can pay off, pay off on a weekly or biweekly whenever you get your paycheck at silver.freetalklive.com. Good right. idea. Let's go to your phone calls. You can bring up anything. Devin is listening in Indy to WXNT. Hello, Devin. Devin, hey, Devin. In Indianapolis. You are on the air, sir. Well, do you folks know what 420 is? Good question. Uh, you know, there are all kinds of theories surrounding what the origin of 420 is, but uh, what would you say the, the story is? Well, I'm sitting here in Indianapolis at 56th and Keystone, and there's a place called the Mousetrap, and they have a tent up, and they're having a huge gathering of people. They say that 420 is police code for marijuana bus, and there's, they have declared 420 as their national holiday for marijuana. <laughs> yeah. Is this the first time you've, you've come across this? I kind of sort of knew about it last year but since they're having this huge celebration and, and throngs of people are walking down the streets with backpacks on and uh, i'm assuming inside the backpack is various uh items to use to smoke the marijuana and the <laughs> marijuana itself and there is a certain aroma in the air and the music is blaring you can i'm um, like i said you can it's I'm surprised amazing. I can't actually hear the music. That's probably a good thing because we can hear you pretty well. So um, smells like a seven- my vehicle, but my vehicle is rocking from the bass. Wow. <laughs> God, it smells like a '70s rock concert, huh? That's Jerry Garcia. And the thing about it is, I'm 56, so I was the '70s was my era. And a lot of these guys now, these 20 year olds, they look like we did. But I guarantee you, we did shower every other day. I don't think these guys shower. <laughs> oh, jeez. <laughs> Well, I'll tell you, there are a variety of people that were out there today in uh, Concord, New Hampshire, everything from young folks to older folks, a uh, guy in a wheelchair as well. I mean, so it's just it's something that cuts across the generations, the issue of legalization or decriminalization of marijuana. And the 420 thing is kind of an old meme. I mean, at this point, obviously, new people are discovering it all the time. Uh, but I don't know if it's true that it's the police code for marijuana. I think that's just one of the myths that surrounds 420. There's a lot of them out there, a lot yeah. of uh, you know stories. There are a lot of explanations as to the origins of the 420 term. I don't know which one is actually the true story, but regardless, it is very well entrenched in the marijuana counterculture uh, today, and it appears you have encountered it. So it looks, is everything out there uh, pretty peaceful? The cops leaving people uh, alone? Well, I'd, I'd say it's a middle crowd, and the only gold this group's going to buy is Colombian gold. Where's <laughs> <laughs> my rim shot? Thanks for the call, dude. Appreciate it. 800-259-9231. You can bring up anything you want. Way late. Way late. Well, Kona Gold's not bad either. This is why I get paid the big bucks. Let's go to, uh, J- I'm kidding, of course. Uh, let's go to Jared in Indiana. Jared, you're on Free Talk Live. Jared going once. Jared going twice. How about Dave in Montana? Let's try Dave. Is Dave with us tonight? Dave in Montana. Ken- there he is. Viva Kenny Bus. Happy 420. Hey, what's happening hey. out there in Montana? Any Any celebrations going on today, Dave? Uh, not right out in the open. I oh, guess. that's I no see, fun. I don't see any, but we got the medical marijuana already, so everybody's. So that's it. It's a win, huh? They've just got a prescription. The hey, just throwing a towel. Then the at that reason, point? the reason why it's against the law, it's because it's the plant of liberty. It will feed you, clothe you, house you, and make fuel for you. Twenty-five thousand uses. 
that's why it's against the law. Not because it will put a smile on your face. <laughs> Although that helps. <laughs> but uh, it, it's crazy, man. We should uh, definitely put it in their face. It's time. The government and the people need to have some kind of uh, like peace negotiation, and they should offer the the, the, the peace pipe plant of, of <laughs> cannabis to the people because the proof is in the pudding. With the states that legalize the medical marijuana, that business skyrocketed so much that the federal government and the state government wants to get their greedy little claws into it to get the money that is if we put this liberty loving plant in the hands of the american farmer we will show the world what it is capable of because it would motivate the people of this country so much Oh, some people say, well, demotivate them. Some people say that marijuana... No, they don't understand. That's the propaganda, man. Only there's only a handful of stations that will allow the truth of cannabis to come out. You're one of them. I appreciate you guys doing that. Any other station, they'll put it down because we'll wake the people up. I knew a guy on a talk radio show that I battled about him for years, and Mm -hmm. finally I I told him, break down and you find... In any computer, any book, anything bad about hemp, and, and I'll shut up. And that find anything bad about marijuana. Nothing. Hemp is kind and of the uh, the industrial grade uh, marijuana. Well, it doesn't have the THC in it. Why, that's the reason why they don't want us to have marijuana is because they don't want us to have hemp. So they're going to pick on the. There's no doubt the, that's like a big reason. Stepchild of hemp. Thank they you, Dave, for the call. As always, appreciate hearing from you. There's no doubt that's a big reason why marijuana was made illegal in the 1930s was because of industrial interests yep. that wanted to get rid of hemp as co- uh, competition. I think it was Rand- William Randolph Hearst. They had lots of timber. The newspaper man had a big investment into timber. Don't forget the racism involved in it all. Well, that's how they sold it uh, to folks. With big endowments also. More coming up here at 800-259-9231. You can take control of the airwaves. It is the uh, 420 edition of Free Talk Live. Bring up any. When it comes to potential police abuse, the most important place to protect yourself is while driving. FreedomCam.net has a groundbreaking new product that gives you the best all-around protection. The GPS GPS Black Black Box Box Dash Cam. Cam. This easy-to-use unit has video cameras recording all around and inside your vehicle. It also has a built-in microphone and GPS navigation, which records your driving route and speed. For traffic stops, accidents, and all other driving incidents, protect yourself with the ultimate witness at freedomcam.net. This is Free Talk Live. Dial in toll-free and bring up anything you'd like at 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. You can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. And we give you the features on the site there completely free, so enjoy those on us. Uh, again, that's freetalklive.com. And those features include the archives of the show. You can click and download and get as many of you as, as you'd like. They go all the way back to late 2006, and they're all free for you at freetalklive.com. Dot com. Uncovering the secrets and exposing the lies. That's what the readers of freedomsphoenix.com get every day. Readers of freedomsphoenix.com are constantly provided detailed real news that lies between the lines of propaganda and the relationship that we have with coercive governments. Freedomsphoenix.com offers up-to-the-minute updates on the economy, technology, communications, and the rise of the police state. 
Go now to freedomsphoenix.com and sign up for their free daily dispatch. All right, more coming up here. Your phone calls. We go to them. Let's talk to Will, listening in Indy to WXNT. Hello, Will. Will in Indy. Hello there. Hey, you there? Yeah, we're here. Go ahead with your thoughts. All right. um, Well, you mentioned earlier that you didn't know the story behind why 420 is 420. Well, I've heard all kinds of stories. What's your story? All right. Well, the one that I know of, and I saw this on a History Channel documentary, I believe it was some Caltech students that... uh, they, they smoke pot, and they always found themselves meeting up uh, between classes around 420, and the, the number just kind of stuck with them. That's the one I heard first, and it's the one I like best. I, I don't know why. I think everybody sort of bonds to one or another. I think that the, uh, the police uh, code one is believable. But you know the cops probably got it from the students. It could be. It could be any. It could be either. I mean, there's police codes, different police codes for different uh, ordinances all over the country. So it, one of them very yeah, well could have been 420. Mm-hmm. Most of the time, they don't even really stick necessarily uh, between. Uh, you know, even decades, they change all the time because they so? always make room for new ones. Um, consequently, though, around 4:35, the cafeteria saw a rise in business. <laughs> Wait, where was this on a college campus? Yeah. Oh, okay. So, uh, so was there any kind of public uh, 420 gathering or celebration where you were? Well, uh, well, it wasn't. Uh, it wasn't me. I saw the one on the History Channel, but uh, yeah, it, it, that's the story that I've heard. And uh, so, wait, you're I, saying that there was a gathering, but you were not participating, or you were not sure if there was a gathering? Well, I, I wasn't personally there. I saw gotcha. the documentary on, on Pot on the History Channel, and right, uh, right. that was the story they told, and uh, it seems to make a lot of sense, actually. In fact, there's a kind of a, another telling of it here on Wikipedia. And thanks for the call tonight, Will. I appreciate hearing from you. The term was allegedly coined, as according to the article on 420 on Wikipedia, origins of the term, allegedly coined by a group of teenagers in San Rafael, California in 1971, calling themselves the Waldos because their chosen hangout spot was a wall outside school. The group first used the term in connection to fall uh, to a fall 1971 plan to search for an abandoned cannabis crop that they had learned about. The Waldos designated the Louis Pasteur statue on the grounds of the San Rafael High School. So, again, you know, he said it was a college. This says it's a high school. Who knows what the real truth is? Uh, the San Rafael High School is their meeting place and 420 as their meeting time. The Waldos referred to this plan with the phrase 420 Lewis, as in the uh, statue's name. Multiple failed attempts to find the crop eventually shortened their phrase to simply 420, which ultimately evolved into a code word the teens used to mean pot smoking in general. High Times creative director Stephen Hager was the first person to track down the Waldos and publish their account of the origins of the term. Hager wrote, Are you stoner smart or stoner stupid? from October 1998, in which he called for 4.20 p.m. to be the socially accepted hour of the day to consume cannabis. He says, I believe 4.20 is a ritualization of cannabis use that holds deep meaning for our subculture. It also points us in a direction for the responsible use of cannabis. Why, why responsible? <laughs> Drinkers wait till 5. I, you know, I don't understand what's so responsible about toking up at 4.20. I, I mean, you know, my whole life I've worked until past 4.20. I, I don't know. I mean, that doesn't... It, 420 does not say responsible to me. 720 would say oh, responsible to me. What? Not everybody gets out at 5 o'clock in the I'm afternoon. I'm not saying. Oh, well, no, the no, no, no. The government bureaucrats are done at 4. The, the guy's quote had to do with responsibility, and that's all I'm saying, yeah. is that 420 doesn't bespeak responsibility to me. It speaks somebody who's getting ready, who's mailing it in that last hour of work. <laughs> that's what it says to me. 
Well, it's 420 somewhere every hour of the day. That so much is true. There you go. Let's talk to Mike listening in Minnesota to WNMT. Hello, Mike. Uh, hi. Thanks for taking my call. Hey, welcome, sir. What's on your mind? Um, yeah, I had a uh, comments on the uh, uh, all drugs are bad theme. Um, uh, it's my opinion that the politicians are taking uh, bribes and kickbacks from the drug makers that are FDA approved. Mm-hmm. Um, sure. And that's that's why they're uh, some of these uh, medicines we would have access to. They ban it because um, it grows in the ground. Well, the banks, the banks have, also have, take huge deposits uh, indirectly from drug traffickers who make exorbitant profits on the fact that drugs are illegal. I had suspicions of that, although I don't have the facts. Oh, there have been articles um, recently that a couple of the major banks have been caught um, laundering uh, drug money. Yeah, I, I think something funny is going on with the war on drugs at the Mexican border, definitely. Uh, well, the same thing's uh, going on that's always been going on. It's just kind of amped up uh, in, the, in recent, or at least the coverage of it is amped up in the recent uh, couple of years. It's prohibition. The consequences of prohibition. Whenever you take something and you make it illegal, it doesn't go away. It just goes underground, as we learned with alcohol prohibition. It's the same thing that's happening now. It gets a it's lot more just, expensive. Yeah, thankfully now we can cover it better, we can communicate better, and hopefully we can end this insanity that uh, we know of as prohibition and end it forever and have nothing ever again prohibited how do you feel about that uh that would be good great anything else you want to share tonight uh i could name four medicines people um the listeners may think i'm referring only to marijuana but uh there's others that grow in the ground as well one named kava another named gaba gaba another one named ephedra um and it seems that anything that nature owns the patent on they ban it and make it illegal you know, it's kind of interesting. You mentioned the drug companies that are, you know, basically in the pocket of or hand in hand, working hand in hand with the government to kind of keep people and, and natural medicines out of the the marketplace, keep those those interests away from them as far as competition is concerned. They aren't the only ones as well who benefit from this. Uh, it's also. If you look at like the Partnership for a Drug-Free America, for instance, you may have seen these commercials on television over the last couple of decades. Uh, usually it just sensationalizes and makes drug use you know, laughably. <laughs> the kids that look at that just laugh at it. But the Partnership for a Drug-Free America is made up of organizations like the drug companies you mentioned, as well as the alcohol distributors as well, the you know, Budweiser's of the world. Uh, they're also in the game to keep things like marijuana illegal. And uh, thank you for the call tonight. I appreciate hearing from right. you at 800-259-9231. You can take control of the airwaves and bring up anything. Rather than actually... You know, like lobbying to legalize those things so they could get a piece of the action. No, no. They just want to prevent uh, anybody else from getting their hands on them. I know a lot of people who smoke pot that drink beer, too. Yeah, absolutely. I I just do not understand. Just don't understand where people come from that want to see marijuana uh, remain illegal. I get it. When they're talking about hard drugs, they you know they you know for whatever reason they just can't take that step. Uh, we've talked we talk about it all the time here. I won't make the arguments for hard drugs right now, but I do not understand why people don't want to see marijuana legalized. Some people will use the excuse that well you know it's difficult to test for, so you know we can't do we can't do it because people might drive smoke and drive. First off. Well, you know, the fact is uh, the, they've done studies and marijuana drivers are, in fact, well, n- if if only a little worse than regular drivers, 
Sometimes they're a little better. I mean, there's there's there. It's on par. Yeah, it's really on par. People who who smoke and drive may go a little too slow. Well, Adamo was that's pointing, really it. Adamo was pointing out today from LibertyOnTour.com as we were driving back. Uh, it'd be interesting to look at the statistics. To look at a day like 420, like April 20th. And all of the the known pot smoking happening that's going on all over the place. Inevitably, people are getting on the road. And then comparing that to, say, oh, I don't know, St. Patty's Day. Let's look at the uh, the amount of accidents that happen on St. Patty's Day as compared to April 20th, as compared to any other average day. Uh, Probably not even close. Yeah, I bet you're right about that. 800-259-9231, the SACL CAI toll-free line. You can take control of the airwaves and bring up whatever you want. And, and, and there are even studies by official government organizations, like I think it was the Australian Department of Transportation, yeah. that makes makes this stuff real clear. More on the way. You can take control. 800-259-9231. This is Free Talk Live. This Your Family Today tip is brought to you by Ovaltine. Give your kids the nutrition they need to be their best. Visit us at OvaltineUSA.com. Telling your child about healthy food choices is important, but showing her what to eat goes a lot further. Have her help create the grocery list, then bring her to the store with you. Picking out healthy foods together helps kids get in the habit of thinking about what they're eating every day. For more tips like these, visit us at Parenthood.com slash Your Family Today. This is Free Talk Live. Dial in toll-free and bring up anything you want. 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. 1-800-259-9231. You can join us on our website, freetalklive.com, and the features are free. We've got a mobile site for those of you with a smartphone who want to access our streams quickly. Go to m.freetalklive.com to do so. That's m as in mobile.freetalklive.com. Ruger has some exciting new offerings for this model year. The LC9 is a... New, slightly larger cousin to the very popular LCP. I saw that. It's nice. <laughs> it, is, it is very nice. So, you know, they, they sell a beautiful and very rugged handgun. It's compact. Its numerous safety features include a three-dot sight system, and Ruger always has and always will mean rugged. It's the LC9, the next handgun you must own. Made in America, made for you. Ruger.com. All right, so the toll-free number here tonight is 1-800-259-9231. Of course, it is the 420 edition of the program. Uh, it's you know, April 20th. 420 is a very popular thing, uh, kind of a meme in the world of the counterculture, the drug uh, counterculture. And people around the world today are likely celebrating. We've heard one report from an Indianapolis school campus uh, where folks, I guess, are enjoying or somewhere in Indy, I guess, people are having some kind of a street party of some sort with uh, loud music and good times. Uh, pots being smoked, as was done here in Concord, New Hampshire today at the State House with over 250 people outside enjoying each other's uh, company and doing a little bit of chalking. Actually, a lot of chalking, chalking uh, ending up on the front columns of the state house, which I found amusing. The statue as well, and some people are going to be Daniel ups- Webster. Yeah, some people are going to be upset by that. They're going to say disgusting. That, that this is disrespectful. Well, you know, all you have to do is stop disrespecting peaceful human beings by putting them in cages and destroying their families, and then nobody will smoke pot in a you know public manner like hundreds of people smoking pot at the state house ever again. Right, and that's exactly why this is happening. This is it, it's happening on the state house lawn because it's at the state house that the, uh, the the legislators don't have the backbone 
to let free people do what they want to do with their lives. And I mean, we're just talking about marijuana here. We're not talking about all drugs. You know, anybody talk about that. Most people who have done marijuana would agree that it is less harmful than um, alcohol. Sure. There's some people out there that have a big, uh, you know, big problem with it. Most of them don't know what it's like. They think that marijuana and crack are the same thing. So, yeah, lots of pictures are, are, are popping up on Facebook. Uh, some of the uh, chalkings, like repeal prohibition again, end the drug war. Uh, lots of great signs out there. Government is organized crime. Freedom is not a privilege. It's a right. Uh, so just we're starting with the medical cannabis thing. But you're right, Mark. These politicians need to find some courage and really start to talk seriously about actually allowing human beings to be free. And allowing people to make choices for themselves. Because they already are making the choice. If you legalize marijuana tomorrow, there may be a slight spike in people who have been like waiting their whole lives just to try marijuana. They've, they've turned it down every time what? it's been offered to them. Come on. There may be like three people out there who are like that. But besides, There may be some people who have smoked marijuana in the past um, who are like, say, you know, family people or something like that who choose not to participate now that may... A couple few times a month or something like that decide to, uh, you know, enjoy at home. I don't think you're going to see a big spike in the usage. No, though. I don't think so either. But the fact is that the, the statistics show in countries that have decriminalized use of marijuana that use has down. diminished, especially there's usually in a short spike. high school ages. That's true. But usually there is a short spike before usage goes down. That's yep. that's my understanding of how the thing. Some people like happened. it. Some people don't. You know, they stopped using it for a reason. So and my point being that people are using it now. And a significant increase will not happen. In fact, people will will use it uh, less often in a legalized situation because it's no longer sexy. It's no longer got the, the sizzle surrounding it of its illegality. It'll be completely legal and people will be able to buy it down to the corner store as it as it should be, as you can with uh, in many places with beer and other things that are of an adult nature. Uh, so that's the way it should be, letting people make these choices without threatening them with a cage. Because the idea that somebody is going to be is going to have their lives improved by being thrown in a cage. And, of course, the first thing that the uh, the prohibitionists will say, well, people aren't put in cages for marijuana. Well, that's not true. At the federal level, there's a huge amount of folks that are in there for drug possession, and a lot of it is marijuana-related. And in your local jail, uh, you will find a lot of people in there because they've been arrested more than once with marijuana. Because being arrested for pot doesn't stop you from wanting to smoke more pot when you get out of jail. No, I mean, People get arrested multiple times for it, and then in these three-strikes laws kick in, and then you get all kinds of crazy sentences a little ways down the line. And on top of that, folks are frequently arrested for doing things like selling uh, marijuana as well. They've not harmed anybody. They've just provided a product to the marketplace to people that are interested in buying it. But yet they're risking maybe in some cases years in jail for doing that. Uh, our friend Bob Constantine from the Grafton area in New Hampshire, also known as Weta Claus, was facing seven years in prison for allegedly growing 30-plus plants. I mean, the, this is serious business. When it's your loved one that gets caught up in this, and don't don't for one moment think that, oh, well, none of my family members would, would do marijuana. They're all squeaky clean. Uh, odds are good that somebody you know, somebody who's close to you, whether you know it or not, whether you're aware of it is another question. But odds are good that somebody you know and like, somebody that you know and respect, is a responsible user of cannabis. And that person in your life, maybe it's you, 
that person doesn't deserve to be put in a cage for making a choice that other people disagree with. It's amazing to me that the, the last three presidents uh, have been pot smokers at some point in their lives. And well, Americans Clinton didn't wait. Clinton didn't inhale. I don't care. He smoked it. Yeah. Um, do you think that it would have mattered whether uh, if a cop had busted into that room at that time and it no. had been your kid? You know, not somebody who's politically connected, but your kid. Do you think the pot would have ca- the, the cop would have cared that he didn't no. inhale the pot? No, no, not it's at all. ludicrous. The last three presidents have been pot smokers, and the idea that Americans think that people are better off, that our nation is better off, that our young people are better off by being put in cages, fined, being given criminal records for using this relatively harmless plant. And by relatively, I mean compare it to tobacco, alcohol, uh, you know, so many other items that people can readily get. Kids are huffing freaking, you know, metallic paint out of uh, spray cans. Sure. And gasoline. I mean, I'm sorry. All sorts of crazy stuff to get high. If, for, if uh, you know, 15-year-olds, 16-year-olds could get marijuana, they likely would stay the heck away from these inhalants, which destroy their brains. Absolutely. Let's go to your phone calls and your thoughts. We'll talk to Daryl listening to KTAE in Cameron, Texas. Hello, Daryl. Daryl? In Texas. Going once. Daryl in Texas. Going twice. Daryl is gone. We'll take your calls at 800-259-9231. Amp Lines, you are on the air on Free Talk Live on screen call. Good evening, Mark and Ian and Wayne. Go ahead with your thoughts. Um, I was told a story today. Um, it might. It, it, it was uh, a, a friend of mine. She was uh, at her apartment and she heard somebody was pounding on the door trying to get into the building. So she went out to find out what was going on, and uh, this girl that she had never seen before. Um, was talking about some guy that had run into the building that she was looking for. She was calling him Rob, and there was nobody named Rob in the building. Mm-hmm. And she said, he took my money, he took my money, he took my wallet. And uh, and so Maria was was, tell, was saying, well, calm down, tell me what happened. And the girl said, well, I, I let him in my car, and he took my, my, my money, he, he took my wallet. And she goes, well, so Maria goes, well, well, you need to call the police and tell them that you were buying drugs and that the guy stole your wallet. She says, no, no, I wasn't buying drugs. She goes, why'd you let him into the car? And then she was speechless. So this is, uh, this shows that when you're trying to, to do business, when you're trying to buy something that you want to partake in, mm-hmm. and it's a black market, Yep. You can't even call the police when you get robbed. Yeah, it's true. And and so this shows how how you know the the police are making this dangerous for everyone. Absolutely, if this was just a a legal thing. This woman could have gone to a store. She wouldn't have had to go go to a seedy part of town to buy her product. Yep, and she wouldn't have to worry about being robbed. When's the last time the Walgreens cashier has rung up an item, you handed him a $20 bill, he jumps the counter and books it out the front door? I mean, when's that happened? Ever. It doesn't. It's the legal marketplace. They want to have you come back. They want you to come back in and buy something else some other time. 
Right, and the danger, other dangers that are inherent in this is that when they do get the product, you don't know what that product's been. The uh, the the, the yeah. marijuana could have been sprayed with some kind of you know drug, some kind of uh, pesticide that sure. you do, certainly wouldn't want to be smoking. The uh, could the, be moldy. The, the heroin could be you know cut improperly or something right. like that. It might that. not even be what you think you're getting. And good luck in inspecting it real close when you're doing some sort of a car parking lot deal. Thanks for the call, Matt. Appreciate and, the story tonight. And it dragged in an innocent person. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you for the call. Uh, number here, 800-259-9231. You can take control, bring up anything. Hour 3 is next. This is Free Talk Live. It's the shirt you wear most and essential in any professional man's wardrobe. It's the white dress shirt. And for over half a century, the Paul Frederick White Pinpoint Oxford dress shirt has set the standard for quality, comfort, and style. It regularly starts at $40 or more, but we're so confident that it will become your favorite shirt, we're making it available at the exclusive introductory price of only $19.95. Go to 1995shirt.com and choose our classic button-down with button cuffs or our traditional street collar with either button or French cuffs. Choose from regular, trim, and big and tall sizes with 55 combinations of collar and sleeve lengths for an exact fit. Order today, and you'll also receive free monogramming and $8.50 value. Go to 1995shirt.com right now to order your Paul Frederick White Pinpoint Oxford dress shirt for just $19.95. Enter promo code TUCK. That's 1995shirt.com. Promo code TUCK. This is Free Talk Live. You can take control of the airwaves and bring up anything you want. 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. You can join us on our website at freetalklive.com and we give you the features there for free. So enjoy those on us. Again, freetalklive.com. And, of course, we will take your phone calls about absolutely anything. Joining you in the studio tonight is Ian. And Wayne. And Mark. All right. So, again, 800-259-9231. Of course, it is 420, the 20th of April, uh, 2011, another day that is going to live in infamy here in New Hampshire as uh, people gathered at the Concord State House to smoke pot peacefully out in front of the state house on the steps and uh, in the little garden area they have in the front of the state house i don't know what you call it that i guess is it it's not really a garden i lawn. suppose the lawn i guess that's more accurate and uh, lots of people over 250 people showing up it was a great turnout lots of people had a good time and everybody went home nobody got arrested which as far as i'm concerned that's the state backing down and the more times we can get them to blink the better so more to come. Uh, the, the, the 420 celebrations will continue, of course, in Keene. They, uh, once it warms up, they start to happen every single day for the most part. And I don't know if they're still doing them out in Manchester on a, on a regular basis, but for a little while they were doing them there as well. And they're going to go back to the, uh, the State House on July 4th as well as the uh, November 5th. And so what happened in your area today? Were you aware of anything going on? Were you out at whatever the event might have been? Because certainly this is not the only place in the country where such, uh, such an event occurs. It was just that I got to go out, and it was uh, was well worth the hour's drive that uh, that took to get there. So you're welcome to share your story, your experience from 420 today, or uh, your thoughts on prohibition, or anything that might happen to be on your mind here at 800-259-9231. Uh, otherwise, so in other news, uh, again, 
lots of the news not so great, right? So we're going to give you some more not so great news. 420 celebrations, great news. Maybe we'll see some change in that area, but in other areas, yeah, not so good. Truthout.org reporting. Within weeks and possibly days, President Obama is likely to sign into law a bill that will bring unnamed aerial, excuse me, unmanned aerial vehicles, drones, that is, into U.S. general airspace, crisscrossing the country in company with passenger planes and other human-carrying aircraft. The story of how planes without onboard pilots will gain entry into our crowded airspace where birds are life-threatening, possibly within the next three years, is one involving campaign contributions, jobs, and fear. As we will see, safety appears not to be the top priority. I became aware of the pro-drone legislation from a February 10th, 2011 Syracuse Post-Standard report on that uh, Senator Charles Schumer was supporting an amendment to the pending Federal Aviation Administration reauthorization bill that would create test zones for the introduction of drones into general airspace. Now, you know that earlier, uh, it was I think earlier in 2010, Houston and I don't think they were the only city, but they're the only one I can actually name. Houston was testing these drones. The police department was testing unmanned aerial vehicles throughout the city of Houston. Now you're talking about the FAA, and the reason why they couldn't really do much more than tests was due to the FAA, as if I'm recalling correctly, not having essentially done whatever bureaucratic ring and roll is necessary to legalize the use of these drones on the part of the government. And now it looks like they're moving toward making that happening. This isn't a police state, though, is it? You know, it's no. scary. They're using these these predator drones on American citizens. Senator Schumer was interested in the pro-drone amendment because of the Reaper drones, the MQ-9 Reapers, killer drones that are flying over Afghanistan, Pakistan, and Iraq, are stationed at Hancock Air, uh, Air Force Base near Syracuse. However, FAA safety restrictions have limited drone flights out of Hancock. If Schumer's legislative move succeeds this week, it would help ensure the future of 1,215 jobs at the base in Mattydale, New York, and potentially lead to millions of dollars in radar research contracts for local defense companies. Yeehaw! Looks like the uh, military-industrial complex is hard at work selling the government more uh, equipment to tyrannize us with. There's also, by the way, there was an article about a month ago that they have these new hummingbird drones that are about the size of a hummingbird that can fly around and spy on people. Yep. It's creepy, and they have them in shapes of hummingbirds too. Every time I see a hummingbird, now I flip at the bird. <laughs> the, um, you know, the this. Some people would say that these drones are okay, but these, you know, I wonder how they feel about cameras in the streets. I mean, this is essentially the same thing, right? Running these drones over American cities is the same as having, uh, you know, American uh, uh, American police officers watching you through these cameras in the streets. They've they've studied them in London and shown that cameras are not effective in reducing crime. They're not effective in catching criminals. Well, I would suspect, Mark, that anybody that is in favor of drones would also be in favor of cameras in streets. I don't know. I don't know that they all all are. I don't think that they look at them the same way. I think that they'd say, oh, well, they'll just use the drones to chase after bank robbers and, you know, drug dealers that are running away and stuff like that. All right. So let's talk to Johnson in Connecticut. Johnson, you're on Free Talk Live with Ian, Wayne and Mark. Hello. Uh, You know, I just want to comment on something that I heard Mark say earlier in the show uh, about the the whole 420 celebration thing. He said that it, uh, it sounded like it would be more more responsible, and let me make sure I'm getting this right, Mark, more responsible if people 
uh, we're smoking at around 720. Is that what you said? No, I think that the uh, st- well, it's close. the the guy the guy said uh, something about responsible marijuana use or something like that, and uh, trying to equate the terms responsible and uh, you know marijuana. And since we were talking about 420, I don't find the term 420 to be a particularly responsible term because it indicates the time of day that one is supposed to smoke marijuana. As far as I'm concerned, all the jobs I've had. Uh, you know, that I would have called the responsible jobs of my life. I got off at five or later. So, so I think you weren't that, responsible when you were a taxi driver? Um, when I was a taxi driver, you'd work 12 hours a day, but, you know. but that. Well, we, I was we, just commenting. The only reason why I brought it up is just because, you know, I just thought, you know, now, I guess after about 20 minutes of the show is when you when you finally, like, blaze up. I mean, is that what you're saying? Because, like, 720, right? I mean, that's right. You're well, clearly he doesn't think he's... He said he said it's only the responsible jobs he's had. So clearly you're not responsible when you're doing Free Talk Live because it's a nighttime show. But I don't well, smoke pot. You said they were in for the last hour. So does that mean that you phoned it in for the last two hours of the show? No, I'm, I'm not. Uh, I'm really not a pot smoker. I'm not saying I haven't done it in my life. It's just uh, it's, it's not how I, too. It's, it's not how I live these days. I don't think it's just so, you're just picking on people, Mark. You're just being mean to folks. what? No, the, the guy said no, no, for, no, no. I'm not picking on anybody, Ian. I'm responding <laughs> to what the guy said. Why don't you just pull up the article there and we'll re- we'll pick apart that last sentence? No, to which I responded. You're not responsible if you smoke at 4:20 because most people who are it's responsible have jobs that end at five. The suggestion is is that most people do work from nine to do five. They? Is that true? I think they do. I don't know yeah. if that's even true. Johnson? I don't know if that's true either, actually. That's probably that's an interesting statistic. I don't know. Uh, but speaking of articles, um, and pulling up articles, actually the real reason why I call this... I've never worked 9 to 5, by the way. Never. My whole <laughs> career. You've been a disc jockey. Is that, that's not exactly the height of responsibility, I, my friend. <laughs> I kept three radio stations on the air, man. I don't know what you're talking about. Hey, what was your shift at Kmart? Huh? What was your shift at Kmart? All over the damn place. I mean, I started as okay. early as 7 a.m. to as late as 1 o'clock in the afternoon. I think a lot of people that are working... So that was the closest you ever got, really, to a 9 to 5. I don't know. I, no, 9 to yeah. 5 is a consistent schedule. You're 9 to 5 every single day during the week. That's what a 9 to 5 is. And a, a lot of people that work in retail, and there's a lot of retail in America, are all over the damn clock as far as That's when true. they're going to work. It's true they are. So, Johnson, well, what else did you want to share? Okay, so the real reason why I wanted to call is, is you know, closer to what you said when we are talking about pulling up articles, because... Uh, I've been doing work on the website, and uh, we've got an announcement, a little feature. I mean, it's it's the first step of a feature, but, it, you know, it's part of it's live now, and that is that uh, people can now go to the website, and when they see either an episode of the show, uh, each show has its own episode page, or when they're on one of the articles on our front page, we have activated the social uh, graph, is essentially what the technology is called, which is there are sharing buttons. So now it's real easy. There are little gizmos that you can click to share an article or an episode of Free Talk Live to your favorite social website and or email or whatnot. Right, so I'm looking there. If you click on any if you click on any article, there's like Facebook and Twitter and other icons that I'm not familiar with that uh, will make it easy to share these uh, stories from freetalklive.com. Very cool, Johnson. Thanks for the heads up on that. I appreciate hearing from you tonight at 800-259-9231, you irresponsible lout. More coming up here. You can take control. Anybody that doesn't have a 9-to-5 job, apparently irresponsible in Mark's mind, you can bring up anything, though. Take control of the airwaves. This is Free Talk Live. 
MemoryDealers.com offers the world's largest selection of discounted optical transceivers, including SFPs, GBICs, XFPs, Zimpaks, and X2s, that are 100% compatible with all major networking equipment manufacturers, including Cisco, 3Com, Foundry, Alcatel, and HP, at up to 99% off list price. Memory Dealers can also offer customized solutions for your transceiver requirements, including private labeling. Memory Dealers is your trusted source for all your networking and telecom accessory needs, in stock and ready to ship via overnight delivery. MemoryDealers.com. This is Free Talk Live. Dial in toll-free and take control of the airwaves. Bring up anything you'd like. 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. 1-800-259-9231. Join us on our website at freetalklive.com and enjoy the features there. Live uh, streams, of course, our CAM as well. You can go and watch the CAM over at cam.freetalklive.com. And at the same time, you can interact in the chat room if you like. It's built into the very same page, the webcam and chat room, all available free for you at cam.freetalklive.com. And it's brought to you by members. Memory Dealers. MemoryDealers.com offers the world's largest selection of discounted optical transceivers, including SFPs, XFPs, GBICs, Zenpacks, and X2s. They're all 100% compatible with all the major networking equipment manufacturers at up to 99% off of list price. They also offer great prices and service on used networking equipment, such as Cisco routers and switches. In stock, ready to ship. The overnight delivery. It's MemoryDealers.com. We continue. You can take control of the airwaves and bring up anything. Ladies first, let's talk to Tater, listening in Mississippi to XM158, America's Talk. Hello, Tater. Tater in Mississippi. Going once. Tater in Mississippi. Going twice. How about the creature calling from Pennsylvania? (laughs) Also listening to America's Talk XM158. Hello, the creature. We are not having good luck with the phones tonight, apparently. The Creature going once. The Creature going twice. All right, let's try Michael in Connecticut. Michael, you're on Free Talk Live. Hello there. Oh, good evening. Hey. I did it. What's on your mind tonight, I Michael? Um, I want to talk about retiring. Well, I, want to, I wanted to talk about retiring from the LP. Retiring the, from the LP? Do the they L- have a pension plan? Liver- I guess not. Um, They should not have much money. The (laughs) LP, for those who are not insiders, uh, stands for the Libertarian Party. Go ahead with your thoughts. Well, only because um, a long time ago I joined as a life member. And basically, you know, with uh, what happened over the past, you know, few years, really kind of, you know, kind of everything kind of deteriorated with them. You know, and... um, well, when you when you say deteriorated, what you mean by that is that uh, the Libertarian Party at one time, and I was also a member and a life member at that, uh, the Libertarian Party has lost its way. At one time, it was the party of principle, and they still call themselves that. You had to sign a statement to get into it that said that you won't advocate or support the initiation of force to achieve political or social goals. And at one time, it seemed like the party really meant it uh, when they put out their press releases and they had their presidential candidates. And then it was pretty much right around when Bob Barr became their presidential candidate that oh, things yeah. really went off a cliff for me and that's when I publicly renounced my oh, membership. Yeah. I mean, when Mary Ruert, you know, when Mary uh, Ruert, you know, came in at the last minute, you know, I thought there was a glimmer of hope and you know, you know, and she's like the one of the nicest people you never want to meet. Yeah. You know, she ideologically she's very, you know, fair. You know, but when Bob Barr pretty much stole it, you know, that kind of did it for me, you know. I'd like to point out I uh, what I kind of resigned. I sort of in my head, I resigned a few years ago, but mm-hmm. I thought maybe you know there's that 
you know, that last minute, you know, hope that maybe something would happen, but, you know, yep. so, um, it has I'd like to point out the, what, what this means to resign one's life membership in order to be a life member of the, uh, of the, the LP, the Libertarian Party. I don't know how it worked for you. It's Michael, right? Yes. Yeah. How it worked for you, Michael, but uh, Ian gave him like a grand, and then he was a life member forever and ever. So there's no reason for him to have resigned his membership. You know, in his mind, he's pretty thoroughly invested. If you give somebody a thousand, if you give an organization a thousand dollars to be a life member, yeah. and you're That's never right. not a life member anymore, it's a big deal to decide. You know yeah. what? I've got this membership that I've already paid for up until the end of time. I'm going to yeah. renounce that. That's a pretty pretty big deal. Yeah, it is. And, you know, I I figured out, you know, how am I supposed to um, do that? You know, I figured I figured I'd just write them a letter in either crayon or Sharpie marker. <laughs> I called uh, their he- their head office in Washington, D.C. and actually re- essentially withdrew my membership uh, over the phone. I They were like, well, we could keep sending you our newsletter. Nope. Nope. I'm not interested in reading about what you're doing. You're not you're just not the party in principle anymore and i don't want to be uh, i don't want to be associated with you and yeah, their their press releases between then and now have been a mixed bag uh where it's like different people are getting in control of the 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 the, the word processor there yeah it's just bad yeah, it's kind of a shame you know i mean some i mean some kind of split off and formed the boston tea party but that didn't do, you know, that didn't go anywhere though it didn't no and, right uh, well, it's okay. The Libertarian Party didn't go anywhere either. Just, I mean, come on, Libertarians. Yeah, there bad, is no, there's nothing that can be changed at the national level. Give up on it. Forget about it. Focus on the local great. level specifically. Make the move to New Hampshire as part of the Free State Project. If you feel so inclined, join the Libertarian Party here. But it would seem like you'd have more effect in the Democrats or the Republican Party here in uh, in New Hampshire, uh, simply because. I, I, I'm sorry. I, I'd love to move up there, but I work in liquor retail. So. Ooh, yeah, yeah, that's tough because the that's state. Like the one, that's the one thing that's blocking me from going up there because you have state stores up there. So. Yep, that's, that's a like problem. The one thing it is possible to sell get... beer and wine if you are not the state in New Hampshire. I guess it didn't used to be no, that way, don't. but yeah, the state does sell uh, hard liquor here. And obviously, that's something that really needs to change. It would be nice to have people with a skin in the game up here to to work towards making that happen. Uh, that's a, it's a huge income stream for the state, and it will not be an easy task to, uh, to to pull that away from them. But clearly, that's a real area in which liberty needs to advance. Yeah. You know, I mean... I mean, it'd be nice to open up a nice fine wine shop, but it's, I guess it's illegal up there right now. No, I don't think so. that's No, you can open a fine wine shop. Yeah, wine and... Uh, there was one right here on Main Street in Keene. Yeah, yeah, wine and beer are completely legal from... I mean, for what I think, you probably have to get some sort of permit from the oh, state. Yeah. Uh, but, uh, yeah, you can sell those. It's the state only sells hard liquor. Uh, that's their yeah. exclusive uh, deal, if you will. And yeah. that's certainly oh, something I... that needs to change. Hopefully we'll see some of the liberty-oriented state oh, reps yeah. start to in- introduce legislation to that, ex- uh, to that extent. I hope so. Thanks for being out there, man. Good luck withdrawing from the right. the Libertarian Party, and uh, thanks for the call. It's it's just right. thank you. Yeah, thank you, sir. It's, it's just sad for them. It's sad for them for the LP. You know, back in the the day, Mark, when we started doing this program on a syndicated basis, Free Talk Live started as a local radio show in Sarasota, Florida, back in 2002, and we were syndicated toward the end of 2004. And I guess it was probably around around the beginning of when we got syndicated that I started reaching out to the LP uh, yeah. to, you know, as a life member of the party, 
<laughs> as somebody who had spent time and effort promoting the Libertarian Party and money, yeah. uh, promoting the Libertarian Syndicated Party. Syndicated on radio stations across the country. Not many of them at the time. but No, but the idea was to you know show them the vision for the show and you know show them the potential for the show to grow and to you know get them excited about having a, a real Libertarian at the time. I would have used the term for myself. I will not now. But at the time, I would have considered myself a real Libertarian, unlike a lot of the other talk show hosts. thought that might be exciting to them, the idea that uh, that this was a new syndicated venture and that they could you know get behind it by some extent to some extent i wasn't looking for money it was just looking more for promotional ability you know to kind of send tie, out notice. tie the free talk live to the libertarian party yeah, i was way. more than willing to do that i mean because again it, this was the only realm that i knew of at the, at the time the, the free state project was out there but i hadn't moved to new hampshire i certainly hadn't really come to the conclusion of how awesome new hampshire and the free state project would end up being and how much more successful within four or five years the Free State Project has been compared to the Libertarian Party's 30-plus years uh, being in existence and barely electing more than a dog catcher. But, so they, <laughs> they rebuffed me and basically didn't care. But the RLC, which was an incipient organization at the time, or at least compared to the, the Libertarian Party, they got behind Free Talk Live financially. That's true, and they did. look how much more successful they've been throughout the years uh, You know, since, since then. And I'm not saying it has to do with Free Talk Live, but just a much more successful organization than the Libertarian Party. More coming up here. You can take control at 800-259-9231. This is Free Talk Live. Do you have a product or service that you can sell to a national audience? Free Talk Live is a nationally syndicated talk show on more than 90 talk radio stations from coast to coast. We've been named Talkers Magazine's Heavy 100 list. That's the 100 most important radio talk shows in the nation thrice. And five times the best political podcast from podcastawards.com. You can have access to our 90 plus stations and our large and loyal podcast audience for less than $1,000 a month. Contact me, Mark, at freetalklive.com. This is Free Talk Live. Bring up anything you want. Dial in toll-free and take control of the airwaves at 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. 1-800-259-9231. You can join us on our website at freetalklive.com and enjoy the features that you'll find there completely free. Once again, that's freetalklive.com. And those features include... The Wiki, with over 2,000 pages created by listeners like you, W-I-K-I, wiki.freetalklive.com. Get you there. That's wiki.freetalklive.com. How does a cruise to Bermuda sound? Mm. How about a cruise to Bermuda with Stefan Molyneux, West Bertrand of Complete Liberty, and me? This cruise isn't just a convention on the water. It's an unconference where the event is what you want to make of it. There'll certainly be some speeches and a debate, but the boat has an ice skating rink, rock climbing wall, miniature golf, and a whole bunch more to do. There'll be some shore excursions, lots of things to do for families and uh, singles alike. The ship leaves Bayonne, New Jersey in November, and you, but you can still reserve your, you can reserve your berth now. You can uh, put up, uh, you don't have to put up the whole thing. Uh, the prices, I, I can't tell you the prices. They've gone up since uh, last week because now we don't have them reserved anymore. But you can still get a room to go on the cruise at cruise.freetalklive.com. Do it before they run out of them completely. The ship has gone from green to yellow, then back to green. I don't know how many uh, rooms are left. Cruise.freetalklive.com. Let's continue with your phone calls. We're going to try Tater one more time listening in Mississippi to XM's America's Talk, XM 158. Hello, Tater. Tater going once. Tater going twice. All right, that's the last time. We'll try that well, one. Is it the board op? I mean, 
Well, no. Sometimes the people come and they go. Okay. She she wasn't there when we first called for her, and she wasn't there this right. time. Let's go to Roger listening in Scotland. Roger, you're on Free Talk Live with Ian Wayne and Mark. There hey, yes, sir. Okay, good. It's uh, that's not Roger. Good go talk ahead. to you. Go just... Sounds like Roger. Roger, go ahead with your thoughts. This, this is Roger, right? All right. This is yeah, this go is ahead. Roger. Uh, one thing that's always interested me is the uh, home production of alcohol. Yeah, sure. Home brewing. Home brewing, yeah. And uh, actually, in the uh, you can find the statute that allows you to brew up to 100 gallons of beer or wine per year if you're single. If you're with someone else, and that's bumped up to 200 gallons of that's beer or wine. That's a lot of drinking. <laughs> well, that is, but you know, if you have some friends, you can go through that pretty quickly. That much is true. Now, is this in Scotland that you're talking about? No, this is actually in the U.S. Oh, okay, uh, gotcha. I'm originally from Tennessee, but currently I'm over in Scotland. Now, is that a state law that you're referring to, a Tennessee state law? No, that's actually found in the uh, U.S. tax code. Oh, really? Wow, okay. Mm-hmm. Now, state laws might vary on that. You know, they have their own laws when it comes to alcohol. Mm-hmm. But on the federal level, you're allowed to. Okay. But the interesting thing is, if let's say you were to make, you know, 100 gallons of wine and want to turn that into brandy, you're looking at up to $10,000 fine and up to five years imprisonment. Oh, boy. Really? And what if you sell the wine? What if you make wine and then try to sell it? They're not going to like that very much, are they? Oh, no, they're not going to like that very much. But, uh, I mean, that's no fairly understandable. No, it's not. No, it's not. When you think about it, Wait a minute. What's well, understandable about that? It's it's your wine. You should be able to sell it. Well, that is true. Yeah, that is true. Okay. Uh, however, it's uh, when it comes to, I mean, certain things. At the point we're at now, you know, you need to tax. No, you don't. Because no. Why well, would you need to do something don't. like that? Why would you need to tax something? Well, that's it. As it is now. Right. They feel like they need to tax, but none of that needs to happen. We can just have freedom and people can make their wine and their alcohol and their brandy and everybody can be left alone. If I could only have that. Right? Wouldn't that be nice? Right. I mean, it does seem ridiculous to me that uh, people can't produce. I I, I understand where you're coming from in today's current culture. Pretty much anybody who sells anything anywhere is taxed in some way, shape, or form. Don't let that fact be uh, something to dissuade you from uh, speaking out against it. I mean, don't just just begrudgingly accept it. Uh, Speak out and let it be known that it's ludicrous that these people are taxing and threatening and uh, preventing people from buying and selling and brewing whatever it is they want to. Oh, yes, yes, yes. But the most interesting thing that I found is you can take a liquid with so much alcohol and simply take water out of it, and you still have the same amount of alcohol. Mm -hmm. You know, it's no more of a threat or anything. The exact same alcohol, which is what they're actually taxing. Yeah. And if you can make 100 gallons of beer, let's say, or wine at, you know, 10% alcohol, you have 10 gallons of alcohol. Why do they care what form that alcohol is in? Right. Um, You're actually pointing something out that's true. You can take, say this, say you brew up three gallons of beer uh, for yourself here in the state of New Hampshire, and then you decide, I'm going to put that in the freezer, and then I'm going to take off, I'm going to pour off the liquor that does not, in fact, freeze, the alcohol 
in it that doesn't freeze, pour that off, and then toss the uh, the rest of it, then you're guilty of distilling. I mean, it's a crime. Yeah, yeah, that's it's true. crazy. I mean, the only reason I can think of that that is illegal is you know it's essentially a protection for the existing uh, distillers, the people that are officially in the business and licensed. It's essentially a protection for them against competition from upstarts and people with their own kitchens and uh, breweries and things like that. And uh, that's that's really the only explanation I can think of. Uh, guys, anything else? Well, that's it. Yeah, there you well, go. It's also a way that that the government who becomes increasingly rapacious over time raises new sources of revenue. They're always looking for new sources of revenue, and that's just one that they they got years ago. Yeah, it's also a holdover yeah. probably from prohibition to some extent as well. Sure. Any words, we'll legal it, but legalize it, but we want to make money off of it. Anything else well, you want to share tonight, Roger? Because, uh, uh, well, also you were talking earlier about the uh, state liquor stores in New Hampshire. Yeah. And behind that, there is actually some good. Maybe not the state liquor stores, but the state liquor distribution. And how's that good? Because uh, well, that's good because uh, in those states, for example, I'm from Tennessee, mm-hmm. so that's where I know the best. If you're to sell a wine or a beer or whiskey or vodka or whatever, you have to sign a contract with a distributor. Once you sign that contract, pretty much nothing short of you know an act of God could terminate that contract. Not even your death. Okay. And your point is what? The point is that you sign up with a distributor, and then you find another distributor that will give you a better deal. Yeah, and then you, you can't leave. A lower markup, you can't leave. There's yeah, no I've, way you can leave. I found so. this to be true. Uh, a, a friend of mine was in the brewing business here in New Hampshire, and the, it's, it's, it, it basically they lock you up, and then there's nothing you can do. But wait and, a minute. You're saying that the, having the state running the distribution game is somehow a good thing because of this? You're citing examples of state regulation as to why it is that the state is good to have no. around. The reason why you only have so many alcohol distributors is because of state regulations. They're mm-hmm. only going to allow so many players into the game, and because the the marketplace is restricted to the amount of people that are supplying the alcohol. These people can get away with having very restrictive contracts because yeah. they know there's hardly anybody else that is playing the game. It's and an that's oligopoly. because of the state. Yeah. Right. So the state actually enforces the scenario that you're, com- you're complaining about. No, but with a state run distribution, pretty much it's a level playing field. That's a monopoly, everyone. dude. Yeah. <laughs> well, <you're> just, <laughs> just wait until the state decides they don't want to distribute you. Right. That, what, you're, what you're describing is you know, a monopoly. The thing, the thing I like about New Hampshire is they actually say that pretty much, that, you know, if at all possible, they have to buy products made in New Hampshire. Okay. I've, I had a friend who brewed beer in New Hampshire, and, and, and they wrote, drove him out of business. You're not going to get me to sing the praises of a monopoly here, dude, because you're talking about an organization that enforces itself on everyone by the threat of violence. We can't go and create anything that can compete with them at the threat of being thrown in a jail cell. And the idea that you could support something like that... Thanks for the call. Well, he's just he's just comparing him. He's not supporting them. He's saying I like this better than I like that. He said it was good. It's not good. It's evil. One eight hundred two five nine ninety two thirty one. (laughs) You getting thrown in a cage or being threatened to be thrown in a cage and having thousands of dollars stolen from you because you distilled some alcohol. That's that's evil. And I can't possibly support a system like that. And it's a monopoly on top. It's free talk live. 
DVD, books, music, instruments, periodicals, computers, software, electronics, photo, cell phone, office products, home and garden, bed and bath, furniture, kitchen, pet supplies, automotive, hardware, apparel, shoes, jewelry, grocery, healthcare, sports and outdoors, toys, games, used and more. It's a department store at your fingertips. Shop.freetalklive.com. Get all your shopping done, get a great deal, and a portion of your purchase goes to benefit Free Talk Live when you enter Amazon via shop.freetalklive.com. This is Free Talk Live, and you can take control of the airwaves, bring up anything you'd like at 800-259-9231, the SACL CAI toll-free line, 420 edition of the program after incredibly successful uh, 420 events, likely all around the country, uh, reports uh, kind of trickling in at uh, at this point, but it was a huge success here in New Hampshire with hundreds of people at the State House Capitol steps uh, enjoying themselves and enjoying a little bit of marijuana as well out in public, which I think is great. I think people should not be afraid it's not something that you should be embarrassed about and i understand a lot of people are afraid because they'll have consequences from their job because even though the people they work with understand that marijuana isn't dangerous they still feel as though they have to take some sort of public stance against it because it's illegal so even if your boss gets the fact that uh you know he's probably used pot in his past and that uh, many of his employees likely use pot if it comes out that one of the employees publicly uh, find it find you know the public finds out that one of the employees is a pot smoker then action must be taken in the name of the war on drugs and that person must have their job removed so they can go and get a worse job doing something that's less important in life and it's just so destructive the whole war on drugs is so destructive people getting arrested for things like having a plant in their pocket or a chemical on them and having their lives torn apart because of this stupid felony or misdemeanor arrest that so many people at 1.5 million americans arrested for drug mostly for drug possession every single year in this country and over 800,000 of those 1.5 million are for marijuana these are your friends and your family members. These are your coworkers and your neighbors, your lovers and, you know, your, your family. These are people you know. Yeah, and, and likely if you're uh, older, this is the younger generation. I mean, do we really need a generation with uh, all kinds of convictions mm. on them? The United States is already the most incarcerating uh, country on the planet. Do we need more of this? Let's continue with your phone calls. You can bring up anything you'd like. It's J.D. listening in Huntsville to WBHP. Hello, J.D. JD, going once. Hey guys. Hey JD, go ahead. How's it going? Great, uh, great show. What's um, on your mind tonight? I actually, pardon. Uh, what's on your mind tonight? Go ahead. Oh, um, uh, I was listening in earlier, and uh, I think you guys were talking about distilling and and um, and that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I am a big L libertarian, but I won't, I had a, a little devil's advocate question. Um, uh, I was wondering about. Uh, Distribution of alcohol and you know uh, distillation of alcohol and uh, protection of the consumer uh, as far as like um, you know checking the quality and making sure that you know something that's getting potentially distributed to the public isn't poisonous. Uh, what do you guys think about um, you know those kinds of regulations? It's a legitimate concern and frequently the objection that comes up when you talk about doing something like getting rid of some government regulatory agency like the health board or the health supervisor or whatever, or in this case the liquor commission. And it is something that I think needs to be handled by the marketplace. And we're taught what I mean is certification, uh, third-party certification. So, for instance, if I'm a liquor vendor, if I'm a, if I operate a store, ABC Liquor or something like that, if I'm a liquor vendor. 
I want my customers to know that they've got a good quality product that, you know, a consistent quality manufactured in controlled conditions. I want them to know that they're dealing with quality product when they buy through my business. So I'm going to only deal with distributors and suppliers that have certain standards, a certain set of quality standards. And in different industries, there are different quality standards. Uh, there's the ISO. I think that stands for International Standards Organization. There are different uh, levels of ISO standards that manufacturers are certified to. And there's, of course, also underwriters, laboratories, and ETL, and other third-party certifiers that, that look at various different types of products. And they will slap their label, their seal of approval on it, if it passes a certain level of quality. And if it doesn't, then they'll get kicked back in the company's face that uh, that's Submitted it, And so as a retailer, it would be your responsibility to ensure that your customers feel safe and comfortable buying this what is already a deadly product to some extent. Alcohol can be very deadly depending, uh, but to, to make your customers feel safe. But at the same time, in a true free market, I should also be free to take a risk and buy from my friend who doesn't have any kind of certification who's going to sell me his you know, home, home brewed whiskey. If, uh, if I want to make, make that choice, I should be free to make that choice. And the marketplace will provide us with all manner of, of Choices. There are some consumer organizations that are poised to do this kind of uh, certification. The Better Business Bureau already offers a certification in the marketplace to businesses to that you know do a better job than other businesses. The Consumer Reports already offers essentially uh, a certification, a stratified certification to different uh, manufacturers of different products as to how good their product uh, performs, customer service, satis- customer levels of satisfaction, things like that. These companies are poised to uh, go right ahead and certify national-level distributors of uh, alcohol. I don't know that even national-level distributors of alcohol would even exist in a truly free market, mm. but certainly they exist now, and they likely would transition in um, to a more free marketplace. So there already is something outside. I mean, I guess I was thinking alcohol is, you know, it seems very controlled. And so I was wondering, yeah, I didn't even, I don't, I don't really know much about alcohol distribution. Um, but I, I was. Well, there's nothing in place now. I'm not saying that there oh, okay. is. I, I'm saying okay. that organizations like the Better Business Bureau and Consumer Reports are poised to jump in. But you can believe that Budweiser isn't going to start poisoning its customers. There may be some right. low-level, um, you know, company that that tries to do such, you know, that that, that uses less than uh, acceptable ingredients. But you know, the the big ones wouldn't, and then they would get together to you know make some sort of certification so that they would. Uh, so the so people would know which ones to trust and which ones not to trust that kind of thing. Yeah, great. yeah, that's a really that's actually a great idea and a good talking point because sometimes uh, you know you get into a discussion and and you know like when it when it comes down to the health of of you know fellow citizens it's it's sometimes hard to argue around but I think oh absolutely that, but if but if you look at it when somebody brings that objection up that's an example of why these things would exist when someone brings up the objection of well I want to feel safe. Well, that's the reason why these certifiers would all of a sudden spring up, because people want to feel safe. They want to feel like they're getting the quality product that uh, that they expect to get. And the same reason why car manufacturers are constantly advertising their safety ratings. You know, oh, it's five-star. Now, of course, in some cases, it's the government that's, that's doing that testing, too. But that doesn't mean that these tests wouldn't be done in the marketplace, because there would be a demand for these things. And Consumer Reports, I believe, does do their own uh, automotive testing. There are private people oh, yes. that 
that do automotive testing. Those things do exist. And a lot of people consult those ratings before they buy a car. I always look at that sure, before I buy a car. Sure, smart shopping thing to do. Yeah, I want, yeah. I want to see what the, the longer term or the, at least the midterm reliability rating is on a car before I buy it. If it sh- shows poor, I won't buy it based on Consumer Reports numbers. Yep. So thanks for the, the question. Anything else you want to bring up? No, that's great. Thanks. Appreciate hearing from you, J.D. Great question. Really important, by the way, to, to get that information out there to people. And there are so many different certifiers out there that most people aren't aware of. These certifiers are out there. Well, they there. just think that they're government certifiers. I mean, Maybe. People, when people see the UL label on the bottom of their toaster, they don't think to themselves, here's a private company that's certifying ele- uh, electrical equipment for me. I don't me. know what they think. I, I just imagine they think it's a government certification. But I can tell you if the government certified electrical equipment, this stuff would uh, you know, catch fire. <laughs> And kill us Look all. And, and if it blew up and somebody got hurt, you wouldn't be able to sue the government. That's correct. There's no liability when it comes to the government. But these third-party certifiers, I don't know what yeah. their level of liability Actually, is. But I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm not speaking correctly. The fact is manufacturers would do their very best not to create equipment that uh, that would blow up because manufacturers are incentivized to keep their customers alive so that they can continue. You want to have a good reputation. I mean, if you're Black & Decker, you don't want to be known for making the toaster that sets someone's kitchen on fire. You just don't want to have that reputation out there. And so all these companies that are playing in the open marketplace have an interest in making sure their products are as safe as possible. Is that to say there won't be products that are dangerous? No, of course not. The marketplace will have the full variety, as it does now. Right now there are illegal illegally manufactured alcohols out there. I've had some of them before. I mean, they exist. And you are taking some level of risk by, uh, by enjoying them. But it's usually fine. <laughs> Well, you know, if you're a smart marketer, you're going to find out what the marketplace wants. And if it means having your product certified a certain way that will be favorable to you in the marketplace, you know, you should you would do it. It would be a very small investment. You take on that cost and you get that done. Let's go on screen to the amp lines. You're on Free Talk Live with Ian Wayne and Mark. Hello. Amp lines. Hello. Going once. Going twice. That's what you get. All right. So, uh, so yeah, third-party certification, very important concept to get out there, not just in alcohol, but also in all products. I mean, also specifically health codes. People are really scared that if you get rid of the government, that restaurants will start poisoning them. Mm-hmm. And it's kind of based on this weird mentality that the corporations are out to get you that the guy that runs your local italian eatery is mm-hmm. for some reason just dying to put rat poison right. on that pizza but doesn't yeah. do it because <laughs> the government inspector may roll through yeah. one day out of the year you know right. and yeah. usually when he does roll through he kind of looks at the ceiling looks at the floor hey everything looks here great hey gino how are you enjoy a free you know, meal Yep, and gets gets himself a hoagie, signs off, and he is out of there. Yeah, in many cases, the government inspections are laughable. They're jokes. And the part of third-party inspections and the marketplace inspections, which many of them exist in the restaurant industry, like big chains, they have their own inspectors that come in at surprise The customer's the real inspector. There's no doubt about that. Mm -hmm. We're out of time tonight. We'll be back tomorrow. You can join us online in the meantime at freetalklive.com. And happy 420, everybody. The following edition of the Edgington Post interview series is brought to you by the Free Talk Live AMP program. Become a Free Talk Live amplifier today for as little as 3 bucks a month. Get perks and help us get on more radio stations and more internet connections at amp.freetalklive.com. That's amp.freetalklive.com. And here's Mark. All right. It's another edition of the Edgington Post, and I have with me, well, you're, you're getting to be a, a regular on the show, Kale. It's Kale Paget from the Tax Foundation. I am. I am. I enjoy being here. <laughs> um, every time you come on, however, it's you generally deliver bad news. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> yes, yes. Unfortunately, uh, you know, working in tax policy, it's not usually uh, good news that I get to talk about. <laughs> well, this year it's a little better than it was last year, though. To, to, it's, a, it's about Tax Freedom Day. What is uh, what is Tax Freedom Day this year? Sure. So, uh, well, Tax Freedom Day in general just represents the uh, day in which uh, Americans have theoretically earned enough money to um, pay off all of their federal, state, and local taxes. And so, uh, this year, Tax Freedom Day will arrive on April twelfth. So it, 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 it's just it's passed about a, a week, a little more than a week. Yep, exactly, exactly. So you're 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 already working for yourself, and you probably didn't even know it. <laughs> well, I didn't even have a party. Um, yeah. y- you know. <laughs> so um, I've always I think Tax Freedom Day is is a wonderful analogy, and I've uh, known about it for years. You guys have been talking about it for years and years, and I think it's it's really. It's a great tool to show people that, um, you know, this is how much of our sort of our overall the money made in the United States, how much of it has gone to the government. And that's state and local taxes. But does it include things like corporate taxes that are included inside of the price of things that I buy? Because although I might have a cell phone and I don't really pay attention to the taxes on it. I have to pay for the cell phone of the taxes on all the cell phones. As a matter of fact, all the cell phones of all the corporations that are out there, you know, and all the taxes that all corporations have to pay. Otherwise, if they're really not making a profit, they wouldn't be doing business, right? Yeah, that's right. And actually, we do factor all of that into the, um, you know, into it. And that's kind of really one of the aims of Tax Freedom Day is to educate people on the the overall size of the tax burden. Um, You know, Dallas Hostetler was the uh, gentleman that first uh, came up with it, and he was uh, a Florida businessman. And basically the reason that he uh, decided to come up with it was that he just got sick and tired of people in Florida being like, oh, I really don't pay much in taxes. You know, we have no state income tax down here. So really, you know, like, I mean, I don't don't pay almost any taxes. And, you know, he finally got so sick of that mentality that he, you know, decided to come up with a way to educate people that, you know, even if they don't see the taxes, they are paying them. I think it's important to, uh, to to let people know. Now, the this it's kind of it, it, to some extent it's it's really difficult for people to sort of get because there's a there's a huge gamut of people out there and what they pay and say federal income tax. Generally, when people talk about taxes, they're referring to federal income tax, but. In fact, you know, there's all kinds of the, the federal government has all kinds of taxes and state and municipalities. And, and I mean, there's even homeowners associations that are uh, instituted by law. They all have some kind of uh, money that they want to get from you. And, um, you know, when we were you and I were talking uh, before, before we uh, the, did the interview and I I wanted to know I've got this number here. One one hundred and forty one million tax returns were filed in 2009 and an article here that I don't know that I entirely uh, understand or necessarily agree with says that represents just under half of all U.S. households. And I don't see how that is. Um, is how, many, how many people pay taxes out of these 141 million tax returns that are filed? Well, sure. Out of the um, you know, 141 million uh, tax returns that are filed, um, this year we're gonna, it's been estimated that um, – about 45% uh, of them will have no income tax liability or could get an, uh, a refund. Um, and so about uh, 55% are actually have some sort of income tax liability. Now, um, previously, uh, last year was a little bit higher. It was um, 47%, 47 um, yeah. percent, 
Yeah, weren't paying any. And the reason for that was that we had um, the Making Work Pay tax credit, which uh, was uh, uh, pushed a couple, uh, you know, uh, you know, about two percent over that line into not having any income tax liability. So. So let me um, let me get this straight. Um, now, 141 million tax returns are filed. Is that does that count? Uh, you know, like when I'm when my my wife and I file, we file jointly. Is that one tax return? Yes. Okay. Yeah. And so that's kind of the um, you know uh, the number of uh, you kind of almost think about it the number of taxable units uh, that okay. are out there. And so you know you can think of that 141 of actually people that have filed a tax return. Now that. Um, isn't actually the total number of people that um, could be filing now, um, you know, because a lot of people file jointly right. or you claim dependence. So, so that's where, you know, most of that number, uh, you know, gets picked up because people think there's, oh, there's, you know, uh, you know, 310 million people in the country roughly. So yep. that's, you know, but, so, but a lot of that is through the dub. Yeah. And a lot of that is through uh, claiming dependence or, uh, you know, or uh, jointly filing. Um, if you look at the the data, it looks like um, people think that there are probably around um, about uh, 10 uh, million uh, taxable units that actually never file an income tax return um, that uh, either don't have to or just uh, don't. So some people, if you earn such a small amount of income, you actually aren't uh, forced to file, but it's very a very, very low threshold. Now, I've heard, um, you know, and, and this is the thing. I mean, this is our transparent uh, federal government, um, and I'm, I'm sure they wouldn't want this information to get out. But I've heard as many as 60 million Americans that are working, uh, you know, whether it's drug dealers or, uh, you know, p- pawn shop operators or, um, you know, people that go, go around and collect junk or whatever it is that they manage to do in order to stay out of the, uh, the tax, you know, stay out of the eye of the government, that they just don't pay. I mean, I know I've met plenty of people that just don't pay. Oh, sure, sure. I mean, uh, you know, evasion is uh, is a big problem for, uh, um, you know, uh, the federal income tax yep. system. And, and it's even more of a, an issue probably at the, the state level where, um, you know, the federal government at least has the IRS, which has, well, maybe not at least has, but it has the IRS, which goes out and, and finds people, um, you know, and, and tries to do some prosecution. State-level uh, governments really uh, don't have even those entities. So the evasion is certainly um, definitely out there, um, and not only in, in terms of just, uh, you know, uh, completely not paying taxes, but also, um, you know, under kind of underreporting and not showing certain uh, income flows and things like that. Yeah, you know, it's got to be <laughs> – it's, it's really kind of uh, confusing because most people believe that um, everybody pays income tax. And then there's some percentage, and I don't know if it's – it's certainly not half uh, of the population, but, you know, maybe – there's 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 people that are too old, people that are too young, uh, people that you know just choose not to pay, and um, you know obviously nobody begrudges the old or the young, but people probably do begrudge the ones that are uh, um, you know just choosing not to pay. I don't. I think that they're you know I think they're heroes. I um, as far as I'm concerned, if one of the slaves wants to run, they can go ahead and run, and I'll cheer yeah. them on. I'm not going to go tell master, ah, one of the slaves mm-hmm. are running away. Go get him. Um, I think that that's yeah. uh, you know I'm, I'm not for that. But, you know, I guess I have another question, Kale, and this is – I might be catch, catching you flat-footed on this one, but um, – and you're an economist, so you're going to want to be really right. But do you have any idea um, – have you ever tried to quantify how much more efficient the marketplace is than the government? I mean, you know, when they build schools, build roads, build bridges, 
build space shuttles, build tanks. Um, they, you know, people tend to believe that they spend a lot more on these things. And most of these things are difficult to quantify because, say, the the F-22, the marketplace isn't building an F-22, you know, so you can't really say, you know, well, the government spent this much in research and, you know, this much building the you know, the prototype and then this much, you know, rolling out the first 50 or whatever. So they cost this much each. Um, it can be very difficult. But do you, have you ever, um, you know, tried to, to work with numbers like that? Um, I haven't. I haven't, um, you know, tried to do anything like that. Now, of course, the, you know, the, you're right to point out that a lot of things that the government produces are, um, you know, public goods. And so it's really hard to kind of, you know, produce a public good privately. Um, you know, and so you have to you have to look in that dimension now. Um, what you can do is you can find, uh, you know, kind of case in points of where 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 are there issues where, you know, the government's providing one thing versus, um, you know, the uh, the private sector also provides it. So uh, yeah. private schools are, are one point of comparison that, that a lot of people make. And you, you see, um, you know, massive amounts of, uh, you know, uh, differences in uh, spending per pupil um, in, you know, say, uh, a Catholic school uh, uh, versus a, a, the average public school. Yeah, as a matter of fact, public schools tend to spend a lot more per student. Some people will bounce back at you on that one and say, oh, well, that's because they have to take all the very special needs kids, you know, and it's a one-on-one teacher situation with some of these kids that, you know, in in some terrible circumstances won't make it past the, um, you know, the (laughs) the age of uh, majority, you know, and unfortunately, um, you know, that's, that's their lot in life. So the government, you know, basically ends up having to educate those, those kids. So that makes it, it it can make it more difficult to sort of try to quantify that. Yeah, absolutely. And that's, that's a good point. And I think that, um, you know, you always want to make sure that you have the right comparison, which yeah, is, it's, it's it is difficult to find those apples to apples comparisons. Now, the other thing you, you can say for that is that you always want to, um, you know, just looking for the, the sorts of uh, efficiency losses and things like that, is you, you want to try to um, see if you can, you know, if possible, bring as much of the market to bear on government as possible. So, um, you know, with your, your the fighter uh, airplane example, um, one thing that happens is oftentimes we, we put this out to bid. So, you know, hopefully you try to solicit from, you know, uh, all of the major uh, aircraft uh, producers to see if they, um, you know, which one will come up with the with the lowest cost bid. Now this is obviously imperfect. Um, we recently in um, uh, in Washington, the big news was over this uh, um, mid air fuel retanker. So um, okay. I think Boeing had one bid and EADS had another. And of course, well, what happens is you know this is a you know billions of dollars on the line. So they just you know, tons of lobbyists were employed uh, to uh, basically try to win the favor, and it you know became uh, not exactly a perfect market, but you still had, you know, at least a modicum of competition to provide some of those goods. And I think that can be, um, you know, a way to try to bring some of the benefits of the market to government, although uh, in a very imperfect way. Yeah. It, uh, <laughs> um, now, EADS, is that Airbus? Um Yes, I think I think they are connected with that, but that's a it's a just another it's a it's the European basically it came down between uh, a European manufacturer who was already producing one and then um, Boeing who had a, a prototype or some, uh, of some sort and it, it said you know this this lobbying effort had been going on for um, you know about ten years uh, trying to get uh, decide which which company to go with. What so. kind of sense would it make to let the Frenchies build uh, um, you know, military airplanes for the United States? I mean, would they be building them over here? 
Um, they, I, I think that the, the obviously uh, an airplane is produced in a number of areas when it's actually yeah, uh, the final assembly point. I'm not, I'm not sure where that was uh, going to be. And of course, you know, uh, the idea would be is that hopefully, uh, although uh, you know Americans wouldn't be having those jobs, you'd at least be getting the lowest cost uh, aircraft, yeah. uh, and that would be the you know the benefit is that you know at least you wouldn't be taxing the American public as much. Yeah, I guess but. that's the, and this is and thus is this the whole lobbying thing. I can't imagine how they can produce something in Europe with the with the, the way taxes are over there, the tax burden that's on other folks. But I guess their tax yeah. burdens actually tend to be kind of similar, simply because they don't carry the military burden the United States does, attempting to you know keep the sea lanes free all across the world, um, free, quote unquote, free um, all across the world. So the basically Americans bear the burden of uh, the world's military, essentially. Yes. And uh, I think that's very true. And additionally, um, you know, they also have um, guest worker programs that basically, um, you know, pay into their social insurance uh, programs without ever having to offer the benefits. So, you know, oh. you, you bring in all these guest workers, they can pay into a system that they know they'll never uh, actually receive benefits from. So uh, not exactly, uh, I think, what anyone would describe as a, a fair system, but it has uh, certainly allowed them to enjoy a larger spending um, uh, and giving benefits to only a certain segment of the population. Yeah, any any sentence that includes the word fair and government at the same time really is a non sequitur. It just doesn't make any sense. Yes, yes, it's a it's a bit 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 hard to usually uh, bring those two together. Yep, Kale Paget, I really appreciate you uh, coming on here, telling us about uh, Tax Freedom Day. Could you tell me about um, tell folks what the the Tax Foundation does so that they uh, can go and get on your email list like I am? <laughs> oh, sure, absolutely. Yeah, the Tax Foundation um, is uh, one of DC's oldest uh, tax policy research uh, organizations. We've been around since 1937. And basically what we do is we advocate on the principles of sound tax policy. So we push for simplicity, transparency, neutrality, and um, stability within the tax code, which, uh, you know, uh, broadly translates into that we want to uh, have a broad base on taxes at low rates. I think the best way to make that happen is just make them all go away, Kale. <laughs> you know, I think that's uh, not the worst idea. So. <laughs> all right. Kale Padgett, Tax Foundation. I appreciate your time. All right, thank you very much. You know the Constitution like the back of your hand. You've read books, listened to podcasts, attended lectures, surfed websites, and watched videos. You've made liberty your life's goal. But something seems to be missing. Stickers from LibertyStickers.com. Exercise your freedom of speech with the world's most dangerous bumper stickers. That's LibertyStickers.com. But wait, there's more. You can buy Liberty Stickers wholesale. Get them for 99 cents each when you put 100 or more in your shopping cart in any combination. Sell them or give them away. They're great for gun shows, flea markets, fairs, outreach, and more. Earn extra money, promote freedom, and spread the word. Need custom stickers, labels, or decals for your organization or business? Liberty Stickers makes them. Go to LibertyStickers.com to order or call 877-873-9626. LibertyStickers.com, the world's most dangerous stickers.